listening to the smooth sound of RPGMP3.com. Dungeon Bomb. And we're on for a one-off of Trail of Cthulhu. The first time we ever played it! Huzzah! Ever. So we're going to go over the rules real quick because I yes. need a refresher. <laughs> and I have no idea what we're playing. So you've all got pre-gen characters, um, which you can see over in the little characters and handouts section. Yes. Um, so Lindsay is playing Jan Joyce Cleveland. I don't like the name Jan. That's a rubbish name. It's Janice. I don't like that name either. You can change it if you wish. I think I might be. Okay. Uh, Actually, I think it's Jane. I think you spelled it wrong. It's Jane Joyce Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. You can be Jane Joyce Cleveland if you wish. There we go. I'm going to edit it now. Are you editing it to Jane Joyce Cleveland? Okay, so she's Jane Joyce Cleveland. <laughs> uh, thing is playing Professor Knox McPeace, which is flat out the best name for any pre-gen character ever in the world, ever. And Lockhart is playing Dr. Roger Fell, MD, PhD, FBI. SUV. Apparently you can edit everything except the title's name. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I can do that. Roger's not really his name. It's just his hobby. (laughs) Of course it is. 1930s conversation. You're not going to do very well with that. There you go, babe. You're now Jane Joyce Cleveland. (laughs) You all have extensive backgrounds. And uh, basically because this is like a one-off, all of your characters link together in some fashion. And we're going to get to how they link together in a minute, but we're going to go over the character and what's in there for you all so you know what it means, because obviously you didn't generate it and we've never played this before. So, in your character... It's being run by Hal. Eh? It's being run by you. Oh, it's being run by me, sorry. (laughs) I'm not on the left, because Lockhart is clearly alphabetically before me or something. Yes, he's apparently very happy about that. So, you have an occupation. (laughs) You each have an occupation. So, Jane is a dilettante. Yay! Okay, oh, yes, before we start, there are two versions of Trail of Cthulhu that you can play. Two versions of the rules. There is the pulp version, and there is the purist version. We are playing the... Let me put on my fighting pants. Exactly. We're playing the purist version which means that your face will be torn off. Oh, so, it means that there's, it's, it brings in rules like there's no way to regain sanity. So you can be made stable again, but you can't be made more sane. Not so great now, are you, Roger? Basically, it's the rule. What, <laughs> what has been seen cannot be unseen and all of that business. Awesome. But in the book, there's little symbols that are specifically purist and specifically pulp. So things like clergymen get psychoanalysis in the pulp version, but they don't in the purist version. So you can't like put people back together if because you know you just can't. But all of these character types are very specifically purist. So are you happy being your dilettante, my love? I am. Okay. Uh, basically, you're just a rich person. I know. <laughs> but you have a special ability. I may have played Cthulhu once or twice. Well, this, yeah, <laughs> you might. But you have a special, all, all people have little special abilities. So your okay. special ability is, you ready? 
You may use your credit rating pool to call on personal connections in any field of endeavor. These contacts will generally be relatives, old school fellows, and similar people of your social class. Does that so say that anywhere on my character? No. Just, you can use credit rating to call in favors. That's all you need to know. Okay. Mr. Doctor? Yes. You're a doctor. <laughs> what is your credit rating, Mr. Doctor? I believe it's a four. That means you're a particularly shoddy doctor, because that's the bottom of the doctor's credit rating skill. So, your special, here's a couple of specials. A doctor, not a surgeon. By using medicine or reassurance, you have access to medical records and hospital wards generally off limits to the public. If you're affiliated with a hospital, sanitarium, or other facility, you can automatically use reassurance to talk your way into any part of your institution from the drugs locker to the deep freeze. When you use first aid, each point spent heals three health points rather than two. I'm a damn good doctor. And you can stabilize the condition of a seriously wounded victim by spending only one first aid rather than two. All right. And then we've got the thing is playing the professor. <laughs> Okay, as long as your academic credentials are intact, which means having a credit rating of three or more, oh boy. using bureaucracy lets you enjoy nearly unrestricted access to closed library stacks, research laboratories, and even many private and government archives. Mm. If you have a credit rating of five or better... So I have to steal stuff from... Uh... What is your, what's your credit rating? Four. Uh -huh, okay. If you had to have a credit rating of five or better, you have tenure and cannot be removed from your professorship without clear public evidence of moral turpitude on your part, which wouldn't have been difficult. So I need to get myself some extra money somehow. So then you can get tenure, because that's all you care about, because <laughs> you're an academic. All you want is a job where they can't fire you. What a stupid idea that was. <laughs> the second you get there... You just stop working. Bring on the, the interns. Of your life. Exactly. Bring on the interns. So, drives. Everybody also has a drive. You have a job and a drive. So, Jane's drive is in the blood, which is particularly purist. Um, it means... You ready, Linz? Mm -hmm. Quite frankly, you're not sure why you keep coming back to the mouldering graveyard or poring over those antique texts, but queer behavior runs in the family, apparently. Outsiders wouldn't understand. So, you're just bizarrely drawn to weird stuff. Alright, what's your guys? Walk out, what are you? Mine is duty. Duty, of course. You know it's dangerous and ill-advised, but somebody's got to go down those steps or bust up that cult, and you're elected because if you don't take care of things now, they're just going to get worse. If you don't, who is? Some time-serving gold brick just counting down the days until their pension... Or tenure, as the case of a certain professor. <laughs> examples include Inspector Legrasse from The Call of Cthulhu, etc. There's examples of them from fiction. Thing, what's yours? 
Antiquarianism. Antiquarianism. The dead past is the only place you feel truly alive. Discovering some truth about it, or simply experiencing old and beautiful houses or items, is the purpose for living at all. Neglecting the past merely because it seems unsavory is for brutish mayfly moderns. Mm. <laughs> I love it. And then you've got time religion. That's right. <laughs> Give it old time. Yes. Okay. So then you have uh, what's listed underneath your descriptions is pillars of sanity. Yes. <laughs> Let me just look up sanity because the rules are there and it'll explain what they are. Basically, for every three full points of sanity that you have, you have a pillar of sanity. And the idea is that it's something solid that you've built that you really grip onto. So for three full rating points an investigator possesses insanity you define one pillar of sanity, some human concern that you believe in and trust implicitly. Pillars of sanity are abstract principles, not individual people or objects. They can be damaged or destroyed by mythos revelations. Some examples of pillars include blah, blah, and blah. So, basically, anything that undermines your pillars of sanity or destroys them makes you go a bit crazy. I'm going to say mine are Cthulhu-wise particularly easy to crumble. What you got? Uh, one is the beauty of God's creatures, especially nice. human form. Mm -hmm. And the other one is physical laws and the validity of scientific knowledge. They're all, they're all very based in normal reality. Lindsay's are aesthetics and high art, beauty benefits mankind, and family. Some families are greater than others, a great family can lead and inspire. Nice. But see, those sound like ones that won't crumble the first time you see a gribbly idly. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what is your sanity, Lockhart? Well, mine has to be at least above nine, then. I have three of them. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, oh, mine's twelve, actually. Should I have another pillar? Probably. But you've only got three, because that's what okay. the character had. <laughs> Fair enough. So, thing, what are yours? I, I may have weak pillars, but I'm very sane. History. If a guiding force, study of it saves humanity from the strife of re and repeated mistakes. And what, 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 why are we sounding like some guy doing a movie maker, a movie uh, voiceover? I don't know. It's how he keeps <laughs> his students awake when he's lecturing. Okay. Oh, yes! And now! Antiquity! Look at this plate! It is a nice plate! It is a very old plate. Wait. Explosion in the background. Good for you. <laughs> you can see here from the sediment leaching into the surrounding ground that this plate has been there for over a thousand years. Years, years, years. years, years. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that plate, artifacts of history and the arts are beyond, <laughs> a value beyond simple money. They belong in wiser hands so they can be appreciated. Okay, so you also have sources of stability. Now, very similarly to your pillars of sanity, a source of stability is... Um, this is more kind of... What, for every three full rating points in stability, you name one person that keeps you sane when the terrors of the world threaten to shred your psyche. This network of friends, colleagues, and family provides you with a motivation to keep fighting the good fight and going back into the crypts every night. Um... Mm -hmm. 
one of my pillars of one of my sources of stability is Thomas Fell. Really? I think all of us have Thomas Fell, do we not? Yeah, you do. Oh, <laughs> oh crap. See see what they did there. Okay, does anybody need underneath that you have investigative abilities? So there are two kinds of basically skills in this game. There are investigative abilities and there are general abilities. So investigative abilities are, as it puts, the meat and bones of this game. They are um, the skills that you do to find stuff out. Now, essentially, if you've got a skill in a situation and there's a clue in that location, you're going to find it. There's no role. You're just going to find it. Okay? Make sense? Ideally, what I'd like you to say is, I will examine the desk, or I will read the carvings, or what have you, and if you have the appropriate skill, there's a clue there, you'll just be told it. There's no pissing around with, I've got 25% in archaeology, oh no, I've missed that clue. It's all about just getting the stuff. So basically, if you're in the room, and you do an appropriate thing, you get the clue. Sound good? So two isn't bad, really, that way. No. The only issue comes when you can you do things called spends. And I found something that might help us with this game. What's that? I found a cheat sheet for the rules for this That's game. A, that is a good thing. That was published by Pelgrim Press. Very good. Did this. Post it up for everybody and print us a copy. Yes, sir. Two copies. Thank you, dear. I knew there'd be something out there. Well worth it. Where do I find? How do I post it? Where? I'll put it into the chat. Um, yeah. Where we roll the dice. Uh, you can put it in there. Or you can put it into the other chat, which is the one on the left-hand side, the main Google Hangouts chat. Okay. It's a PDF. Cool. And print two copies, me lovely. So. Thank you, darling. Well done. So. <laughs> so you can do things called spends. So what that does is, while you get the information by just having the skill, if you choose to spend points from your skill pool, because these numbers are a pool, they're not a rating, if that makes sense. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. Your skills are a pool of points. They're okay. not a rating. So okay. if you choose to spend points from your pool, you get a more impressive success or you find out more about something. And generally, because this is... It recommends, within the first games where we're playing, I will recommend that if you spend something, you will get a better success, and then you choose whether you want to or not. But you never need to spend pool points to get the core clues to get through the adventure. Are you ready for me to print this now? Like yeah, yeah, fire it away. It's okay. We can do it. There's going to be some printing noises. So, does anybody need to know what their skills do? Any of your skills? Um, uh, let's let's just do investigative first. Anything? Um, I mean, outdoorsman. I think what I was that? Outdoorsman. Outdoorsman. You're an outdoorsman. Says you've been hunting. Uh, outdoorsman. You're familiar with working and living outdoors and in the wild. You might be a farmer, cowboy, or logger, or an amateur or professional fisher or hunter, or work for the park service. 
Perhaps you're merely an Eagle Scout, grew up in the back of nowhere, or served in the military with sufficient patrol experience in country. You can tell when an animal is behaving strangely, tell whether an animal or plant is natural to a given area, find edible plants, hunt and fish, make fire and survive outdoors, navigate over land, albeit more easily with a compass and a map, track people, animals, vehicles across and through forests, hunt with dogs, including tracking with bloodhounds, assuming you have friendly dogs available. Despite the name, there is no restriction on female characters taking this ability in either the pulp or purist settings. Oh, she's a earthy, uh, useful girl. I think the idea is she's kind of hunted on the land, and because she's a dilettante, she can do whatever the hell she wants. Yep. So, anyone else need any skill clarifications? Um, she just want to go over credit rating so I know exactly what it's... Credit rating! You are able to operate easily within your economic class, make purchases, mingle socially, catch invitations or introductions, pick up rumors or call in favors from professional or social contacts, or secure a loan. Investigators with no credit rating score might be hobos or drifters. They may just distrust banks, or they may have no real ability to schmooze. What counts as your economic class depends on your credit rating score as follows. There's a table. Credit rating works differently from other abilities in that its rating level is both a description of a type of credit rating and a pool size. It can be seen as eight abilities in one. Credit rating lower class, credit rating working class, credit rating middle class, etc. It remains a pool because quite frankly, and especially in the 1930s, the higher your class, the more chances society gives you. Your social resources, in other words, increase generally uh, with class and wealth. The social aspects of credit rating can drift between one or two ranks if the innkeeper believes it plausible. A credit rating five doctor might believably mingle with and ask favors from a middle class electrician or an upper class specialist. Credit rating does not necessarily describe the size of your bank account, but your ability to operate within a given socioeconomic bracket. You can marry, inherit, be related to, or even befriend your way into credit rating and do nothing so much to maintain it besides keeping up appearances. Lovecraft, for example, had an annual income no better than working class, but his social attitudes and interpersonal skills were more suited for credit rating four or even five. This ability takes the forefront in heavily social adventures, urban campaigns involving the low and the high, where the mix of credit ratings in the investigator party becomes very handy, and perhaps even in university-based campaigns where credit rating may closely parallel academic status. Tenure! Exactly. <laughs> so what are your credit ratings? Mine is seven. You are, wealth, you are wealthy, landed gentry or industrial fortune, fabulous jewelry, landed estate, yachts or private planes, personal four-star chef, multi-tiered staff of domestics. Approximate annual income, $75,000 plus a year. Yet she can set fires and trap animals. Excellent. What you got, Lockhart? The good doctor has a credit rating of four. Which makes you middle class. Supervisor, lesser professional. One good suit, bungalow or decent apartment. Modest car, restaurant occasionally. Part-time cleaning lady. Uh, 1500 to $3,000 a year. Thing. I'm four as well. So you're the same. 
Well, I think I think course. perhaps perhaps I just um, again family practitioner, no particularly wealthy or renowned clients. I mean, you could just be starting out your business. Maybe you've still got debts from going to university or what have you. It's more more so I don't really pay much attention to the patients, forgetting their right. names all the time. Don't have much of a rapport with them. Ooh, this is good, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. The same site has the player's guide to purchase as well as a PDF. I assume you know that. Uh -huh. Awesome, okay. dude. So other people can be aware of that, too. Looks good. It's like a one-sheet kind of a summary of... of that, that's the rules, basically. Okay. They're, very, they're very simple. That's it, one side. The 99-page PDF for this, for the player's guide, is $10 or uh -huh. £7 to download. Yeah. Where are you? What's the site? Heldon Press. Oh, their actual yeah website. Yeah. Okay. Any more skills we need to cover? Um, anthropology is that just for use about other cultures in the game? Or? Anthropology. <clears throat> you are an expert in the study of human cultures from the Stone Age to the Jazz Age. Physical anthropology is covered by forensics. You can identify artifacts and rituals of living cultures. Describe and predict the customs of a foreign group or social subculture, or extrapolate the practices of an unknown culture from similar examples. Hmm. <laughs> Any more? Let me come and grab that sheet for me. All right, baby. <clears throat> Is languages for... How, how do you handle, like, spoken languages or that kind of stuff? I mean, there's a languages skill I have that... Yes. Or ability. Thank you, baby. That's awesome. For each rating point in languages, you are verbally fluent and literate in one language other than your native tongue. You may elect to be literate in an ancient language that is no longer spoken, although I may disallow occult, primordial, or inhuman languages, such as <laughs> Aklo, the tongue of the serpent people. Um... The Keeper may allow overlap between related languages. An investigator fluent in Norwegian may plausibly claim to be fluent in Swedish, for example, without adding another rating point. You may specific, specify these when you create your character or choose opportunistically in the course of play, revealing that you're just happening to read, say, Assyrian when circumstances are quite, require it. You are not learn, uh, learning the language spontaneously, but revealing a hitherto unmentioned fact about your character. Yeah, excellent. What language do you have? I've got languages two. Mm -hmm. Do you have any stated languages? Uh, not that I saw. So there you go. You may reveal hitherto unstated things about your character if you wish, at appropriate points. That's yeah. nice. I've made some really bad choices in Call of Cthulhu. Of, uh... <laughs> I don't have any languages. I would have thought that she would have had languages. Hmm? Eh, Clearly, hire translators. <laughs> exactly, because you can afford them, right? <laughs> You speak money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. I speak money. Feel my art, money. I have art, art history, and <clears throat> Yes. I don't speak any languages. No. My general abilities are much better than my investigative abilities, apparently. I, I, I they generally that. are. Your pool for investigative abilities is 18 points. Your pool for general abilities is 65. Hmm. I have, have a look at that. Latin. No, you, you actually have a language stated. Yes. Yeah. Now, what is your language's skill? 
two. So, so you actually have a second language that you could throw in if you wanted to. <laughs> so, when you're in an invest investigative scenarios, are not about finding clues; they're about interpreting clues you find. That's the angle on this. Mm. So, rather than having to just have a spot hidden of ninety-five, you can actually just find the clues. Gathering clues is simple. All you do is get your investigator into a scene where relevant information can be gathered. Have the right ability to discover the clue and tell the keeper you're using it. Sound easy? Sounds easy. Yeah. Uh, Sounds almost too easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, spends. In certain situations you can spend ranks in order to um, get better outcomes. We've talked about that. We'll get to that as we go. Um, testing. Basically we roll a d6 and that's what we do. And generally what you'll do is you can make spends to affect the roll. Okay? In a specific skill. So your, your skill goes down. Obviously a pool gets less the more you use a skill. So in a campaign uh, base, do those refresh at some point or do you permanently yes. drop? Okay. Yes, they refresh. I think when you rest or, you know, have time to rest, so to speak. Not going to drive myself in the poorhouse then. Uh. <laughs> drive myself to the poorhouse. Uh, credit rating everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, credit rating. Credit rating everywhere in the poorhouse. Chases. What else do we need? Fighting. We don't need to bother with that quite yet. Uh, explosions. No. Stability and madness. Anybody want to know what that means? Um. Sure. Sure. Uh, I see stability. I don't see madness. No, you have sa you have sanity. Stability sanity, and sanity. Yes. They refer to they're they're two different but related qualities. Stability is mental and emotional resistance to trauma of any kind, natural, human, or supernatural. Think of it as your mental and emotional health pool. Your stability pool is quite likely to dwindle rapidly over the course of a single adventure, but is also likely to completely refresh between scenarios. It is perhaps best understood as a short-term measure of your current mental health. Sanity is the ability to believe in, fear for, or care about any aspect of the world or humanity as we know it. Religion, science, family, natural beauty, human dignity, and even normal immorality. The horrible truth of the mythos is that sanity measures your ability to believe, in, believe a comforting lie, but a lie necessary in order to live as a human being rather than a soulless tool or plaything of the great old ones. Your sanity will probably erode slowly over the course of many adventures, unless you see a great old one, lose a pillar of sanity, or suffer a big reveal. Uh, you will probably lose only one or two points from your sanity pool in any given adventure. In short, your stability pool measures how close you are to snapping today. Your sanity pool measures how close you are to seeing the truth forever. How about sense? preparedness? Preparedness. That's a skill. We're going backwards. What are you oh, doing? Sorry. Well, it's, it's, okay. it's, it's a general ability. Preparedness. You expertly anticipate the needs of an investigation by packing a kit efficiently arranged with necessary gear. Ah, I had it all along. All along yes. Assuming you have immediate access to your kit, you may be able to produce an object the team needs to overcome an obstacle. You make a simple test. If you succeed, you have the item you want. 
<laughs> you don't need this in advance of your adventure, but can dig it out of your kit bag, provided you're able to get to it as the need arises. Items of obvious utility to a Mythos investigation do not require a test. These include, but are not limited to, notebooks, flashlights, candles, matches, colored chalk, common tools and hardware, pen knives, magnifying glasses, pocket mirrors, string, sandwiches, and brandy. I didn't hear gun or flamethrower in there. No. Other abilities imply the possession of basic gear suitable to the core task. Characters with first aid or medicine have their own first aid kits or medical bags. Photographers come with cameras and flash bulbs. If you have firearms, you usually have a gun and so on. Preparedness does not intrude into their territory. It covers general purpose investigative equipment plus oddball items, a telegraph key, a baseball, a gas mask, that suddenly come in handy in the course of the story. The sorts of items you can produce at a moment's notice depend not on your rating or pool, but on narrative credibility. If the keeper determines that your possession of an item would, would seem ludicrous, anachronistic, or out of genre, you don't get to roll for it. You simply don't have it. An item which elicits a laugh from the group when suggested is probably out of bounds. Ah, inappropriate use of preparedness ability is like pornography. Your keeper <laughs> will know it when she sees it. <laughs> Any more? would like to check those out. That's a great skill, by the way. So, so scuff scuffling is fisticuffs. Where is it set? England or America? This is set in America. Yeah. Sorry, it's, it's generic. Actually, it doesn't say where it's set, but we'll set it in America. Yeah. <laughs> just for the sake of things, as we're here and all. So shall we just go and deal with the rules that we get to as we get to them? I think so. Nevertheless. Right. So, I, right. so I guess, is it reasonable then that perhaps I carry a, sort of a doctor's kit with basic... Yes. You're a doctor. I would yes. assume you'd have a doctor's bag. Excellent. Especially if you have preparedness. Oh, a lot. I, do, I do not have preparedness. But it is reasonable for you to have a doctor's yes. bag. <laughs> It's reasonable for Lindsay to have an enormous stack of money. <laughs> just oh, in a, in a sack. $300 spending money that Daddy gave me. Okay, tell me... I can't remember because it's ages since I've done anything, 1930s. How much is, like, a reasonable amount of money to carry around? Like, Probably, for a rich person, what? $20 is maybe small. $20 is small. Oh, let's see, okay. So, uh, let's look for a reference. Uh, an Indian 101 Scout motorcycle would cost $200. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can find you something more mundane. I was trying to find something on that site about um, 1930s. Right. But they haven't got anything specific. Like, I, I would think... Okay. A trench coat will cost $11. Okay. A loaf of bread is $0.05. Cents. That must be, well, hmm, no, that's, yeah, that's about right. A three-bedroom house costs $2,800. <laughs> Shoes cost a dollar or more. Oh, I wish. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess it kind of varies what, how much money do you want to have on hand. Enough to yeah. buy a motorcycle at a whim, or just enough to do quite a few things? Well, she could technically, because of how credit rating works, she could buy a motorcycle whether she has the on-hand cash or not, because she has the credit. Yeah. People well, know she's have, worth it. But I'm saying how much cash she would want. 
Do I have any restriction on what um, money is available to me? Because really? I know that no. like, 75000 a year. Yeah, yeah. Pro probably not really. <laughs> I mean, if, if you start buying up tons of stuff, your credit rating may start to strain. But generally, you've got almost an unlimited. So in this setting, you are uber-wealthy. Uber okay. I know in other games that we've played, although you have like a, a um, like an income or whatever, sometimes yeah. the actual money that you can physically this... get your hands on at any given time is different to... Yeah. This, this uses abstraction. So basically assuming that you can get to a place that can supply it and your credit rating is good enough, you can obtain it. Okay. This is a lot less bogged down in the kind of specifics and a lot more focused on the generalisms, if that makes sense. The dog is whining at me, so I'm going to have to try and feed her. So I'm going to have to come back and try and get that food. Okay. I'm sorry, she didn't even come in here. <laughs> she just wants a treat, the little beast. So, this game was originally written for five characters, which I have five um, MPs, uh, five player characters. I've actually scavenged, because the rules allow for three players to get more points, I've taken important skills out of the other two characters and put them into yours. Excellent. So, hopefully that'll be enough. Basically, it's only investigative skills that go up in points as players go down. Everybody always gets 65 points of general skills. Mm. So the characters that are missing are Kenneth Fell, who is... A no-good, uh, lazy, artistic bum. Exactly. Um, Lockhart is playing Roger Fell, who is Kenneth Fell's older brother. Um, and Kenneth is an artist, um, and they are both the sons of Thomas Fell. I, w I was actually looking... My, just, just scanning over between them, uh -huh. my, for being his son, I know surprisingly little about him. Yes, yes, mm. you do. I mean, the, uh, we'll get to your individual characters and you can kind of summarize what it says in your text in a minute. So, what you know about each other. There's a whole section here about it, okay? So, basically, yes. The Jan, Jan, Jane... You can call became, me whatever, it doesn't matter. Jane became concerned for Thomas's well-being first. She was the first one to notice Apparently, she had hired some men to plan an expedition with Thomas, but they never reported back. So she was worried, but not yet willing to declare Thomas missing for her own reasons. Um, she called Knox Makepeace, who is Thing's character, <clears throat> who Thomas had considered bringing into the expeditionary team. So Thomas Fell and Jane are planning an expedition, and basically he's gone missing. Um, so before so, the expedition. So before the, uh, basically before the expedition. So she's called on Knox Makepeace, which is a great name, I love it. <laughs> I'm totally using that for my next kind of real world character name. Um, you, apparently you, do, you were decided against at the last minute. Um, Makepeace and Thomas were old friends and colleagues. So Joyce Cleveland, who is Jane, uh, hoped they might, might have been able to contact... He may have contacted you. You, however, had already been worried about Thomas. Mm. Uh, the last time you'd seen each other, he'd seemed to act strangely, paranoid, disinterested in work beyond his current project, and quick to anger. You'd met for lunch, and it had ended with him leaving in a huff. 
So when his current financier, Jane, called you to ask if you'd seen him, you got worried and called Thomas's old friend, Detective Norman Wright, for his professional opinion. Now, he would have been another character, but he is not present today. He is appearing in another adventure. <laughs> Detective Wright got in touch with Thomas's two grown sons, Kenneth and Roger, as part of a casual pre-investigation. When Detective Wright mentioned that he wanted to go by Thomas's house to poke around, both sons volunteered to come along out of guilt. So, Kenneth is the other character that would have been here but isn't. Neither had spoken with their father for several months. Um, that he could go missing and they'd not be among the first to notice is embarrassing for both of them for different reasons. Though it's possible that they, they know their father better than anyone else, they probably know the least about his work and his sometimes close contact with antiquities of questionable legality. Phone calls led to more phone calls, and soon everyone, back along the chain of worry, is on the sidewalk outside of Thomas Fell's house, each looking to find him for their own reasons. So, it is that these five, now three, souls meet in the space left behind by Thomas Fell. So, basically, the detective can't make it because of another case, and who the hell knows where Kenneth is. <laughs> Perhaps he'll turn up later. Not so you're outside of Thomas Fell's house. It looks like this picture. I actually have another picture of the house. I'm going to try and see if this works. How do I do it? Do I say show to players? Yes. Is that going to work? Oh, no. You have to go edit and, um, um, again, see the permission of who can view the... Um, who has the gotcha. handout. So I put it in player's journal and save the changes? Yes. And then hit show to players. Yeah. Boom! I got it. I'm figuring it out. I'm learning. So, so basically it's the same similar. picture. Very it's exactly similar. the same picture in black and white. But I'm, I'm, this, this was for me to play with the handouts <laughs> more than anything else. But it, it, it's a nice picture. It's kind of creepy. I like it. Is that a stump in the foreground? It's, it's the garden. Yeah. So it's it's you know it's Cthulian textured ground. You know what these pictures are like. <laughs> so you meet probably potentially for not necessarily the first time. Nobody's probably seen Roger before, but maybe uh, Makepeace and Jane have met previously. So if you want to give a slight overview of your characters, that would be good based on this blurb that has been provided to you. What do you look like? What are you carrying? Um, anything else you fancy? Who's first? Not me, because I'm going to go and kill the dog. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can probably go first. So Roger Fell. It's rather. It looks very rather upstanding of plain gentleman. He's just wearing his suit, very basic sort of black, white shirt, dark colored tie. His hair neatly parted and slicked back in a professional, um, not particularly flashy style. He is, um, he probably is carrying with him uh, a doctor's bag beside him. And in his own personal life, he is a husband and doctor. One day, hopefully, he'll be a family man. Um, he works hard, yeah, just basic family practitioner. Of course, it's, it's, it's such a, a tedious thing, and not much 
exciting happens in a small small town like this. I don't know what town we're in, to be honest. That doesn't but, I mean, matter. Same, same cases over and over again. Stuff. Feel, you know, feel, this is one of those adventures where you can feel free to name your locations. <laughs> but of course, it's, it's all the same very um, busy job. Keeps him much distracted with it. Then some things like having to deal with his father, who of course seems to always support Kenneth's adventures and artistry. And I mean, he, he heard there's a little... He was, his father seemed to be investing in some knickknacks, but, I mean, Roger didn't quite approve. Did not seem to have a very good resale value, not a particularly sound investment. Um, so he's kind of, uh, upon hearing from the inspector, he's decided to call up his brother and head out, and no surprise that Kenneth's not here, and he sees these two other people milling about the outside of the house, it sounds like. And he looks surprisingly like Rudolph Valentino. Yes, he looks surprisingly like Rudolph Valentino. <laughs> so, Dane, do you want to go next? Sure. You are Greta Garbo, yes. <laughs> and things is Conrad Veidt. Nice. All right, so, locksmith piece. I know quite a bit about history and what it's worth to the world and certain individuals. What do you look like? You're dusty, uh, aren't you? You're dusty. Yeah, long overcoat, probably a sizable valise... You know, suitable for carrying college papers and whatnot. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're reading your description, I'm, aren't you? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> You're more familiar with them than we are, dude. I know. Um, but I want to let you guys take your characters on. So, not you too imposing like, a fellow, but... You look like an academic, don't you? Yes. Yes. But, you know... I know that much of this has worth beyond mere academia, but if you know a wealthy person is wanting to have something for their private collection and still let me study it, then it's a win-win situation for the world and me in general. Ah, so your your morality is a sliding scale with regards to artifacts, is what we're saying here. Oh, perhaps. And Thomas, if he would just be a little more flexible in some of his things, could have been a very rich man, I think. But uh, yeah. Ever since uh, I was with him at graduate school, he always had this small, niggling uh, morality issue uh, holding him back. Oh, oh! but you don't have that problem. I like that. Yes. All so, right. Um, you know, I have to come here to make sure that Thomas is, you know, okay and all of the pieces of uh, art he has uh, are safe. Of course, of course. We don't want these pieces of art going missing. Being lost to the world. Yeah, so, so, Ms. Garbo, do you like your hat that I gave you? Very nice. I have a question first. Yes. What did I send him? I don't understand the word. What does it say? Where are you? I sent him a stone something. S-T-E-L-E. Stelle. It's a stell. It's like a small pyramid, like a small column. Like the obelisk. Uh, it's not a pyramid or a column. They're two different. It's a, it's a, it's a column. It's like an obelisk. Like okay. It's, it's a small standing stone. Okay. Sorry, I've just not come across that word before. Mm. Which is kind of odd, considering what I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, that makes more sense then. I, I would be terrified of running any sort of Cthulhu-ish game for Lindsay and Hal, especially if you guys are actually doing the... <laughs> Archaeologies. Archaeology. <laughs> no, my... Things. My actual dissertation 
is used in um, people's uh, writings of actual. Oh yeah, that book. That book's out, oh, wow. right? We need to look at that. My actual dissertation is quoted in um, some Cthulian stuff. I'll nice. tell you later. Nice. Um, so I am Jane Joyce Cleveland. I am a dilettante. Who dilettante. Surprisingly like Greta Garbo in a hat. <laughs> um, I am very, very wealthy. Um, my family are very, very wealthy. Um, and due to possibly boredom and most likely boredom. likely to piss off my father who does not believe in the occult in any fashion um, I heard of Thomas Fell through uh, Professor Makepeace um, and as he was a believer in the occult like I am and like my father is not I sent uh, Thomas a stone Dell, etched with what I think are alien markings from my father's estate. Uh, Your character is so amazingly interesting. <laughs> I love it. Um, and he was very interested in it, and we were doing lots of investigative awesome, and now he's disappeared. And as I'm funding all of the awesome that he is doing, I'm rather perplexed as to why he would disappear on my dime, and... <laughs> I would rather not have the police involved at this point, being that how I got hold of this stone cell is less than awesome. So you're, you're lucky the police detective didn't turn up. Yeah. yeah. And I'm particularly happy that uh, Thomas's son is here either. Because <laughs> I don't really want to have to explain myself. But, but, but you might have to. I might have to, but also I might just throw some more money around and see if that can fix the problem. Of course. <laughs> and it, of course it will, because it fixes everything. Awesome. You're, 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 that was a very good character summary, I have to say. <laughs> oh, what do you look like, other than Greta Garbo in a hat? It's up on the screen, on, in, on, the, on the recording machine. What about the MP3? Like, what are you wearing? Um, probably not exactly what I should be wearing for the time. I'm a little bit of a rebellious nature. Oh. Are you wearing trousers? Yes, I was, was going to say. Are you wearing <laughs> I might be wearing trousers. <laughs> trousers. Um, I keep viewing myself more as a Catherine Hepburn kind of. There you go. You can do uh, that. I'm character. sorry. I just pulled an appropriate picture in the hat. So, trousers and a trench coat, kind of. <laughs> wow. Okay. Do, do so, I have two people in trench coats standing outside my father's house? <laughs> yes, apparently. Yeah, but I look better. The mob have found him. <laughs> no, I've got a, I've got an overcoat. Oh, it's, ah, an overcoat. it's oh. not a trench coat. Yes, That's yes. <laughs> That's so funny. So, you're outside the house. The house, as you can see, is a reasonably straightforward, white-painted wooden dwelling of some considerable size. There is a small yard in front, uh, which is bounded by a fence, which you are stood outside awaiting the rest of you to arrive. So you all arrive at approximately the same time, 
some in cars, some on foot, some by bus or what have you. <laughs> bus? Well, exactly. Roger Fell is probably just fresh from another long day at the clinic. Um, probably going to drive up, uh, get out of his car, grab his kit, um, possibly say hello and tip his hat to any people who are standing nearby, and will basically just walk up to his father's door and knock on the door. <laughs> kind of okay. taking a look around to see if there's any mail piled up or any notices that your electricity has been cut off or something like that. Do we yeah. have a date for how long he's been not around for? Nope. Like, you, you well, noticed... I, I know the last time I spoke to him or saw him, so... Well, you th- you you haven't seen him. You haven't seen him in almost a week. Okay. Well, it's not him you haven't seen. You haven't seen any of the expedition in almost a week. But as I kind of stand there, um, I'm not sure. Um, forensics evidence collection, just kind of a, a, looking around on the porch. I'm, I'm looking around to see if there's anything suspicious in the yard or porch. That would look like a, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you notice the, the, uh, a gentleman with a doctor's bag has walked in. You suspect he is Roger Fell, who is the son of Thomas Fell, having spoken on the phone a little, um, and that you were supposed to meet him here to go around and to take a look inside this house. Um, he's walked up to the door, knocked on it, and seems to be investigating the porch as he's waiting. Um, you don't notice anything unusual on the porch. It is pretty clean um, and has very little on it. There's a small bench, but that is all that's here. It's almost as if nobody really cared to sit out here much. Ever. Awesome. It doesn't seem like he was the type of person that probably would have been at home very much anyway. So. Yes. So, so check my watch give another knock on the door, kind of try and look around, see if I see my brother or this inspector that came over. Um, no, just these two shady people in over and trench coats. <laughs> you clearly, you, 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 you suspect that the woman is probably Jane Joyce Cleveland. Who Sorry, kind have, of, I, have I arranged to meet with them too? I thought it was mostly... That was, that was kind of a chain of worry, so you kind of found out down the line, and then you kind of all kind of talked back up together and agreed to meet this evening to um, have a look around the house and check everything was okay. As you all are mutually worried. Yeah, so... Come. Excuse me. Um, Are you perhaps um, Miss Joyce Cleveland? I am. And you would be one of Thomas's sons, I would assume. Possibly the more reliable of the two, given that your brother doesn't seem to be here. Um, Quite. (laughs) Not surprising for him, um... To be perfectly honest, I wouldn't be expecting him. He's not the punctual sort. But, um, Roger, pleasure to meet you, miss. Nice to meet you, sir. Your father doesn't seem to be answering the door. Um, no, perhaps he stepped out to get some groceries or whatnot. You are aware I haven't been in touch with him for over a week. Um, And as he's well, working for me right now, um... He is known for his absences and such like that, I mean... I've certainly called on him in the past, and he's been out of town on something or other. It's 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 a common occurrence. Not when he's working for me. It's not. He's working for you. 
Yes. Why does that surprise you? Well, I'm quite of the opinion that she was retired these days. Just it was, doing investments and, I mean, the, the occasional small little tacky um, um, thing from Africa he would import or something. That's some sort of odd little investments that were really much, much too like Kenneth in that regard. It was more like a personal project that we were undertaking. Oh. But as I was providing the finance for the um, personal project, um, I wouldn't have thought that he would have really had the balls to vanish quite like this. And yes, I am aware that a woman in the 1930s saying balls would be... <laughs> very, very frowned upon and unusual. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm sure this is all purely a, a misunderstanding, or, or perhaps he he didn't quite understand the direct details of it. It's sure embarrassing for me to be having to deal with some sort of reneged contract, but I'm sure there's all a perfectly reasonable explanation. Of course. Um, of course, we're all just here because we're worried about him. Uh, would, would I would I have a, perhaps a, a, a key to the father's house then? A spare it's key? possible. If you wish to have a key, you could have a key to the house. It would be sensible, and therefore something you may have asked for in the past. All right. Well, um, uh, is is this um, gentleman another um, em employee, as you would call it, of yours? Uh, Professor Knock, make peace. Uh, I actually brought your uh, father to Miss uh, Miss Joyce Cleveland's uh, attention uh, as an expert in some of these areas. Um, you, you, Miss um, Joyce Cleveland, you did not actually mention what sort of investment or um, um, project this was exactly. Um, what was um, you would find it so utterly boring that I wouldn't dream of being as rude to... to oh, trust me, Miss. After a day of dealing with simple runny noses and crying children, and it could be um, something to lift up the spirits at the end of the day. Well, maybe if we... Um, look to find if your father is even home first. I mean, having a conversation like that on somebody's front porch isn't really oh, a good thing. Well, I, it, it perhaps might not be in the best manners, but since he does seem to be out and we have respectable company, I can obtain the spare key here and uh, invite you in. I look how I'm respectable company. I like that. <laughs> your rich company is what you are. I know. Um, your you're mingling with people below your station. I, I suppose, again, I'm slightly off character here. He, Roger probably would have emphasized the doctor. Roger. Yes, of course, because he's very proud of that part. Yes. Uh, so, of course, he will produce the key, open up, and, um, again, just kind of step inside, uh, give a sort of, um, hello, um, father, are you in? Just stepping inside here. Kind of. The the house is fairly quiet. There is a small entry hall behind the door. There is that kind of vaguely musty smell of a house that's been kind of left slightly too long without people being in attendance. There's also a kind of almost organic smell in the air. A lot of fine dust appears to be floating around in the odd muts of light from the uh, fading sunshine outside. All right. <clears throat> Um, again, just kind of taking a general look about before stepping in proper, forensically, evidence collection. You've, you've been here before. Um, a couple of doors lead off from this room, you know, to a small sitting room. 
and to a kitchen. Um, there is a set of stairs leading upwards, and underneath those there is a door leading to a set of stairs that you know leads down to a cellar. Right. So then, seeing nothing in place, um, please, um, come in, Jane, Professor. Um, there's a sitting room just off to the side there. Um, I, how about I take a look into my um, father's cupboards and see if I can't find some um, coffee or something for us. Mm. Excellent. That sounds like a so you're sending them to the sitting room and you're heading to the kitchen. Yes. Okay. I think. Well, I mean, I'll kind of yeah. Well, yeah, more or less. You open well. If you're going for coffee, that's where the kit. That's where it would normally be located. <laughs> uh, if you guys going into the sitting room. Yes. Okay. Well, after, anyone... after. It's like, oh no, we've already the party. Split the party. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, um, character. just behind the door, Evidence Collection notices that there is a pile of mail that has been passed, posted through the, the letterbox in the door. Well, in that case, Roger probably would have kind of picked that up and put it mm -hmm. in his inner shirt pocket before inviting the guests in. I, I, okay, I, okay, fair enough. Um, art history, anyone? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Walking around, those with art history or history, notice that it appears that um, a lot of artifacts of pre-Columbian America have been placed around the house. You enter the sitting room, and they look like they've been placed on tables and windows, almost as if they've been kind of pulled out of a collection and just placed around the house. Do any of them look like anything that I gave him? Um, there may be an odd piece that passed through you to him, but the 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 stell is not present. No, I mean like, are they similar in style? You think so? There's, there's it's it's definitely um, yes, pre-Columbian America. They kind of little statues and masks and things with carvings and tablets with words on them. You recognize uh, some of it from the things that you're interested in, but um, you recognize the kind of era and location more than the kind of context of what it is. It's almost like he was kind of surrounding himself with what he was researching. I'll examine these various pieces, especially right, the ones that's right in here. You start to poke around at those. Um, Dr. Roger Fell enters the kitchen and is mildly taken aback after opening the door to find that there is no kitchen there. Huh? A huh? large dead tree stretches from a pile of soil where the kitchen should be up into the second floor of the house. The outside walls seem to be intact, but the kitchen isn't here. Oh. So they're they're off in the sitting room, yes. Yes. So it didn't just grow up through the floor. It. Uh... It looks so... as if well, well, you'd have to investigate some more. The oh, ground sorry. is covered in soil. Um, you can see where the 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 black and white tiled floor of the kitchen starts behind the door, and then there's soil over the top of it and a big old dead tree that's growing up into the second story of the house. All right. So Roger will of course. And slightly comic fashion, we'll close the door, kind of take a moment, open it up again. Close it. <laughs> Double take! The tree is still there. Zool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
before. You remember, before. You remember from your previous visits that the room above here is the master bedroom. Uh, so before he will join the others, so just take, take a private moment to kind of just flick through the um, return addresses on, and of the mail that he picked up earlier. See if there's anything in particular that strikes him as something not a bill, for example. Um, you you rifle through. It seems that there is a large percentage of the um, correspondence appears to be from companies specializing in outdoorsman equipment and adventuring gear, like kayaks and backpacks and climbing equipment and the like. All right. And um, with that, he'll kind of uh, enter the sitting room. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so sorry. Um, I, I wasn't able to find a thing at all in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely no coffee. <laughs> yes. Um, no, no, no coffee or such. Um, so perhaps you should um, tell me the um, nature of um, this joint project. And with that, it'll kind of... Uh, put with some of the kayak and outdoors equipment stuff on top, just set them down on a table in front of Jane and the professor. Oh, the, oh, the mail and stuff? That, yeah. or, oh. Outdoorsman Monthly! <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great magazine. It probably exists, isn't it? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Kayaking World! What exactly were you planning with my father. Some sort of trip into the country? Um, I, I didn't realize his tastes were quite so young after the, our mother died. <laughs> <laughs> um, my relationship with your father was purely professional. I assure you. He really wasn't um, the type. Perhaps you can just explain more because you've been very, very vague about it. I hardly know you, boy. Oh, oh. That is Dr. Miss Joyce Cleveland, and this is my father we're talking about, someone that you were involved with financially, who is now missing. I'll be listening in, yes, but continue to I'm quite happy to tell you everything that I'm aware of. But well, you seem rather reticent to do so, to, to, despite your claims of being happy. Please. As does our friend here, but you don't seem to be questioning him quite as diligently as you're questioning me. Is there any reason He's, for that? You're the one who said you're part of a joint project. He just says he passed my father's name along to you. I also said that I was working on a personal project, that it was hardly anything that could have inspired your father to up and go missing on us. Well, let's hear it, and maybe I'll be the judge of that. Or we could go to the police and see what they think. That would be quite... Fine. I thought that we were being joined by somebody from the police this evening. Did you... No, did you hear he had another particular case? Yeah. If you is wish. Is shaken? Are you okay? Um, it's, it's, well, I, I'd rather like to hear what you have to say first. And You notice a brandy decanter on the side. Yeah, well, he does or I do. Actually, I'll, do. I'll, I'll, pro I'll, I'll, I'll probably, um... Uh, take, of course, a cigarette out of the pocket and, and light up. And I'm just assuming you're chain-smoking the whole way through this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It goes without saying. There's... To, to, to be honest, what you need to say is I'm not smoking for this part of the adventure. <laughs> I'll grab Only while you drink brandy. brandy. 
Uh-huh. And I'll pour all three of us a glass. Maybe we should start again and maybe be a little more friendly this time. Have some brandy. You look like you need it. Your father was investigating a piece of art that I had given him from my father's estate. And that is about as far as our relationship had got. He was going to tell me more about it. But he has vanished. And I haven't heard from him in over a week. He was, as far as I'm aware, planning some kind of trip to look in further detail into the origins of the piece, but I really know nothing else. The piece that I gave him isn't here. Was it that bloody big dead tree that's in the kitchen? Dead tree in the kitchen. I didn't give him anything that was like a dead tree. I'm going to go and look in the kitchen. You probably use a wood-burning stove. You open the door to... <laughs> he's just overloaded it with wood. <laughs> you open the door to the kitchen, you see the tiles kind of overwhelmed by soil and a, a large dead tree which grows up through the ceiling. Oh. Okay. I'll shut the door and I'll walk back over. <laughs> Everybody's like, okay! <laughs> I'll top his glass up with a little more brandy. <laughs> and your own. Thank you. I understand a little better why she might be um, a little shaken. Do that either of you do either of architecture? Uh, nope. Okay. Um, the guy that hasn't gone in there yet does. No, you, I wouldn't do it, yes, okay. No, I don't have architecture. I have accounting as well. It's important when you have a bit of money. Mm. <laughs> um... <clears throat> I take it that your father doesn't normally have a tree growing up through his house? Not normally, no. Unless it's some sort of one of these modern art projects that... When was the last time you visited here? Um, oh, it must, must have been just a small small time ago. It's amazing how time flies, you understand. Not enough time for a tree to have grown up through a house. Certainly then. not. Well, I mean, it looks... Dead. I'm not quite sure how something could have grown in such a short well, period. Thomas never had much of a green thumb in the university, but I never knew him to be a fan of botany either. So. It's rather a large tree. What, what did you say you were a professor of, sir? Go up to the second floor also. Uh, antiquities, really. Uh. Oh. <laughs> not so useful. <laughs> Well, it is rather useful, but just not when you're trying to identify where there's a tree growing up through a house. No. No, it's not. <laughs> what kind of tree? Why'd you go look at it? I'm, I'm a doctor, not a botanist. Sure, I'll uh, go look at this tree because I don't want to be left out of the, cl- the tree club. Tree club. You open the door, there is a tree growing out of the floor. It seems to be growing out of soil that is on the floor. Um, what so there's consider- still a floor. Well, there's some tiles, and then there's soil. And there's a pile of soil. And, it, and it's like, of course, all tables, cupboards, stove no. and stuff. Some of that is missing. Yes, exactly. Where, where you would have considered the stove to be, there is now a tree. 
There is no stove or cupboards or table in the centre of the kitchen. They've all gone, and now there's a tree. But there's still there a back wall and a ceiling. And... Broken yeah, most, most of, most Are there broken tiles on the floor where something would have pushed up through them? You'd have to kind of dig through the, the soil a little to get to that. Push some soil aside with my okay. You push the soil aside, and there are no broken tiles. There's points in the tile where, at the edge, you kind of find the edge of the tile, mm -hmm. and it's there's no brook, brick point. There's an edge of the tile, but there's no broken pieces of tile, as if something had broken through. Hmm. You notice that within the soil, there's little pieces of, like like, an obsidian kind of rock. And the soil is very black and about two foot deep around the tree. Um, your architecture skills allow you to determine that the house is still stable. So taking the stairs either up or down should still be okay. All right. Okay, so this goes up to where a bedroom would be? That's what, that's what um, Roger knows. Is his bed? The bedroom would have been upstairs. Looking okay. up, you see that there seems to be a room above that the tree is growing into, but it seems to be pretty much devoid of furniture. So there's a bit of a gap. He between tells the... us that that would have been his father's room. Then I would suggest he goes up and checks it because I don't want to go and put my head into his dad's room. Uh, Ro Roger remembers that there are two rooms upstairs. One is the master bedroom, and the other is his father's study. Well, yeah, so if you can see it right there, it goes right up into the... Well, I'd say that's where father's bedroom would be. Strangely, the floor that it's passing through doesn't seem particularly cracked or broken. It's, all, it's almost as if there's just a void that the tree has appeared in. There's a rather unusual feature in this uh, style of house. This <laughs> this artistic object you gave my father to investigate, it wasn't some bloody big seed of some sort, was it? Absolutely not. It was uh, a small rock, actually. A small stone object. Very similar in style to some of these pieces, but not exactly like any of them. Um, I don't, I'll, I'll kind of go up to the tree. Actually, maybe I would have a little bit of bond. I know I have biology. I'm not sure okay. if that gives me any. Good enough. Yeah. Good enough. Kind of go up, examine the tree, give a tap on the trunk. You, you give the tree a once-over. It's, mm. it's an old tree. It's a very old tree. It's a hardwood. You wouldn't expect to find it here. It's not the kind of tree you would find here. It's probably closer to trees that you would find in South America. So, given the local geology of the area, is uh, this dark soil with uh, flecks of obsidian in it uh, typical of our region? No. No, it is not. Hmm. Flat out not. Not typical at all. You wouldn't, you wouldn't find it here. What kind of stone did I give him? There's no description of it. It was a small obelisk, probably about three feet high, covered in various runes and glyphs that you think are of alien origin. Uh -huh. What, what colour was it? It was, it was a black stone. 
so you didn't give him a bloody big seed. <laughs> uh, no, what? I gave him stone. Well, he grew a tree out of it. I'm not sure exactly where this tree came from, but I suppose it'd be rather embarrassing, and hopefully he's all right. It's perhaps he's been tangled up in whatever limbs are up there in the bedroom. Yes, I would hmm. suggest that maybe you would go check up there. And you said his study was up there also? I'm not sure I did, no. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't. I, I, I told Lockhart that he really remembered that. You, I was trying you, to further the story. You clearly him. heard him thinking. <laughs> oh my god, she's a telepath too. I was trying to further the story without having to refer back to you every single time. <laughs> I know, I appreciate that. Just be curious. I, I like how you guys are kind of moving things forward. That's absolutely fine. Uh, I can stop. No, please, please no, continue. No, it's good, it's good. You're doing great. That was Lockhart, not me, sweetie. <laughs> is there a cellar of sorts in this house, or is... There was a... You did mention a cellar, didn't you? Yes, there's a door under the stairs that leads down to the cellar. Hmm. Um, yeah, so under the, under the stairs there, there's a cellar. So not... Uh, so, um, if you're dirt, just me, below this... Uh... I, I think perhaps if you get a company upstairs, I might need an extra hand or two if he is tangled up in some sort of branches. Oh, oh yes, yes. yes. Truly strange. And yeah, we'll kind of walk. Sorry. You walk up the creaking stairs. At the top is a small, narrow corridor with a tiny window at the end, and a door leads off from both sides. One leads above the sitting room, which you know is probably his study, and the other one leads into what would have been his bedroom. Right, well, go up to the Where's bedroom. It's up there, too. There's another small door to his bathroom. I don't think of these things when they're right RPGs. Perhaps he has an outhouse. There's a window you crap out of. Could have been. He has a small small bathroom on the top floor as well. Yeah, go up, open up the master bedroom then. Okay. You open the door to the master bedroom, and there is the top of a tree here. Um... It, you look down through the void in the floor, and you see the kitchen. There appears to be no furniture in this room at all, but the floor is intact as far as you can see, obviously without the tree being here. Um, there is a preponderance of vines growing off of the tree and up the walls of the room. Okay. So more jungleish tree than a... Uh, yeah, they don't, they don't seem to be... Any kind of vine you've really seen before. Now, just just as a note, then, that you, so the tree was dead, so there's no foliage? No. It's a dead so, tree. So I can pretty much, so it's not like there's something hidden in the branches that I couldn't see, like a person. You can't see anything specifically hidden. There is no person in the branches here. You kind of move into the room a little on the floor, being careful not that it doesn't give. Um, and you look around the tree to your satisfaction. There is no one else in this room. It is an empty room. You've no idea where his bed has gone, and you're pretty sure he had a nice ottoman at one point, and it seems to have gone as well. No art on the walls? or There is actually some pictures still hanging on the walls. There's even a picture above where his headboard was. All right. In um, fact, I'm... looking at the floor, you can see where his bed would have sat. I assume you've been here previously when it was tree-free? Tree-free. 
Yes, I did help my father move into this house. Uh, how long ago was that? Several years. Uh, it was tree-free the then, let me assure you. Sam's uh, tree. Sounds tree. <laughs> I'll again take a sort of biological look at the vines. Okay. They are some kind of creeping vine that you would expect from some kind of jungle environment, but higher altitude rather than kind of deep, wet jungle. More kind of almost trees that were uh, vines that would grow on trees that were on mountain sides. Hmm. But in a jungle environment. You've never seen this kind of species of vine before. You have read the ruins, right, Lockhart? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay away from the vine. <laughs> That's a creepy book. Don't believe the voices. And don't watch the films, it's rubbish. Yeah, it's rubbish compared to the book. How bizarre that this could grow like this. Extraordinary. Grow and die? Well, the vines certainly seem alive enough. Hmm. Hmm. I- I'm going to just open up my doctor's kit and just kind of... um. Get it, get it in like a cutting of the vine, kind of put it in a little collection uh-huh. jar. Yeah. It bleeds red blood, and oh, you know. It's very sappy and very sticky. But you pry a piece off the wall and stick it in a some kind of bottle or container you have in your. I'm, I'm thinking there's probably decently sized um, urine sample jars, most likely. Yeah, yeah, fine, yeah, some kind of jar. <laughs> so. uh... He's obviously not, uh, Thomas is not here, maybe in the study or the uh, cellar. I don't know what he'd be doing in either of those places when there's a tree here. He needs to call some lumberjack and get out of here. <laughs> Says well, the Canadian. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. They don't have lumberjacks there. It's a tree cutter. That's right. Chef. Yes, it's tree surgeon. The tree cutting man. He just, just in this Canada, you shout out the window, please someone cut down this tree and ten people badge through your door. <laughs> Fully equipped with chinsaws and checky shirts. Uh, Alright, so yes, um, as well, let's see what he had in his study here. Okay. Right. You open the door to the study. Um, Hardwood panelling all around this small room makes a very dark an oppressive environment. The bookshelves line every single wall, including the ones in, including in front of the windows. <laughs> it's uh, there are decorative antiques and framed maps hanging on the wall. A small wood-burning fireplace uh, sits in one corner. The whole room smells like an antique bookstore. The floor ah. is covered in stacks of papers. Newspapers, invoices, maps, all kinds of condition reports on various artifacts, correspondence with various people. It's dingy, shall we say. Dark. Not somewhere that many of you, except for our good professor, might actually like to be. Is this an electric uh, lighthouse, or is it uh, gas at this point? Hmm? It's, oh. He's probably still on gas, to be honest, I would think. No, I assume the lamps weren't lit when we came in. No, it's dark. Ooh. There's a little gas lamp there. Ah, yes. And a pistol? That's just various things. <laughs> it's more like a Derringer. 
A little. This is the kind of stuff that's scattered around the room. All right. Ten years <laughs> under the earth. But, yeah. Small registry. Can I make it bigger? No, nope, not much bigger. No, it's as big uh, as it was in the PDF when I clipped it. Uh, well, the, my first action then will be between the smell of earth and the dingy smell of books. I'm going to open up that window in the hallway to help air out the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. You open up the small window. It's difficult to push open like it's never been opened before, but you manage to pry it up a little. A little, a small draft comes in. It disturbs the dust hanging in the air. Hmm. The two in the room notice that there's a camera sat on top of a stack of photographs. Hmm. Pick up the camera and look at the top photograph. Okay, you um, pick up the camera. It appears to be loaded and ready to go. Uh, the top photograph is of a group of men. Uh, five men. One you recognize as Thomas Fell. Mm. Um, there are two nondescript white men. There is a tall man with a very serious mustache. And there is a young Asian man. All of them appear to be standing in the kind of kitchen area. Um, in front of the tree and the odd rocks. Um, yeah. So in front of the tree in the kitchen. Yeah. Some okay. photographs below that one appear to be pictures of a an obelisk, um, somewhat tall obelisk, uh, black stone covered in strange glyphs. Hmm. Are any of these photos annotated on the back? Oh, very good. Uh, you don't think so? Um, but there's various things in this room that you can find. Um, art history or art notices an odd mix of styles in the obelisk in the photos. Mm-hmm. Um, I have those things. Now, this, this photograph's clearly taken outside in some kind of rocky place where the rocks are black. And so is the obelisk. Um, It is an almost Egyptian in shape, but is strangely adorned with pre-Columbian Incan-looking glyphs. Ah. So what? My rock or the other rocks? This is not your rock. Okay. It's a similar rock, but this one appears to be taller. Okay. Well. And and also, it seems to be in a place kind of that's kind of rocky and surrounded by stones. Okay. So it's still in place in the ground or whatever. Yeah, it seems to be wherever it was placed originally. But is it my rock that is in the picture in the kitchen? There's no the picture in the kitchen is separate. There is there are some pictures of your rock and they seem to be sat on a floor somewhere. Okay. Like a normal floor. There's also pictures of a different stone that's similar to yours, but taller in an entirely separate place. Okay. That he's clearly taken pictures of with this camera. Hmm. Um, library use? Uh, yes. You peruse the books and make sense of the organizational method. You sort out where his attention was when he was last in this room. Uh, it appears Thomas was focused on maps of South America with a handful of circles drawn over points. Along the whole length of the Andes. Hmm. Yes, obviously, because the Incan influence in the 
glyphs. Books on Mesoamerican art and culture are open all throughout the room as a text dedicated to Stella or Stellae, Stellia, I don't know what the plural is, little obelisks, <laughs> uh, and standing stones all over the world, from Stonehenge to Egyptian obelisks. Um, art history recognizes his focus on standing stones as well. So it looks like he's been researching standing stones of all kinds. Hmm. How uh, big was my stone? It your stone was quite small. It was only three feet high. Three feet? Three feet's a big stone. It is, but it's not compared to the stone that's photographed. Okay. This is like a six-foot stone that's okay. photographed. Not, not like an obelisk, but still pretty tall. Mm -hmm. um, I'm guessing Roger has returned, and yes. he's having a poke about. Yep. With accounting. Indeed. Taking a look over these finances here. You How much money was this lady really giving my father? He appears that he has tapped his savings to buy expeditionary gear via mail order, but it appears that you can't find much of what he's ordered, so it probably hasn't arrived yet. There's also plane tickets and a shotgun on order, um, and he's also got uh, put in an order to get $2,200 converted into various South American currencies. Um, it also uncover that um, his savings have been recently bolstered substantially by checks from Jane Joyce Cleveland. See. Uh, what's what is the, like the the date of the latest activity in comparison? Probably about a week ago, maybe slightly longer. The last the last things he bought were probably two weeks ago or so. Okay, and um, and the plane tickets themselves. South America. Uh, but when were they bought? About uh, j just maybe just over a week ago. Okay. The plane tickets are for five travelers. Destinations include Ecuador, Chile, and Peru. And mm. they are they are they are actually still in there on. Uh oh. Pull up the tickets. Hell, you froze. Hello, hello. Yes. You have to repeat that last bit. The, the the tickets are actually present to Ecuador, Chile, and Peru for five travelers in each case. Okay. Okay. Um. But like, have they passed the departure date, or is it far future, or? It was a little it's a little ways in the future, as it uh, maybe next week they were due okay. to set off. All right. All right. You said that he had cashed in his savings. He was he was pushing his savings. He'd managed. He was he was tapping them essentially, trying that's to. That's something that he and I had maybe discussed, or is this like he's doing stuff that I'm not aware of? As far me? as you as far as you were aware, there was an expedition being planned, but you didn't realize he'd got quite so far along with the planning. Okay, that's what I'm trying to figure out, whether he's just doing stuff that he and I are both aware of, or whether he's going ahead and doing stuff that I'm no longer aware of. He seems like he's a little further on than you might expect. Because if he's using his own money, then I'm yeah. not aware of it. He's clearly up to something. And just, just clarifying, there is pictures of them inside the kitchen with the tree? Yes, five men, including Thomas. With the tree, that was the, the this picture was on top of the pile. So you assume the probably one of the more recent pictures. 
And the one with the taller stele, mm -hmm. there's no people in it or anything? It's just No, uh... it's just a picture. Okay. Just a picture so... that was taken, clearly with this camera, because it's the same as the rest right. of the pictures so on the pile. Some previous expedition, most likely. Quite the expedition you were funding my father to go on here. All of this just for a little curiosity of a piece of ink and art? Yeah, there's apparently a lot more going on than even I'm aware of right now, because the money that I have put towards this project isn't what he's using. Well, it he's certainly seems like he's done more than this on top himself. of it. This is way further than he and I had discussed doing. I, I wasn't aware that he was even remotely ready for any kind of field work. He and I were still planning. We weren't even, he wasn't even talking about being ready for this level of... He wasn't um, talking about hiring any men here. You wouldn't happen to know who these fellows in the photo are? He told me he was hiring people, but I don't know who anybody was. I'm assuming that they were people to help, like drivers or explorers. They're, I knew that they were going to be meeting to have to make plans for a trip, but that was the last I heard of anybody. The stone in this picture here is the stone that I gave him to investigate. The smaller stone. It looks like he found similar piece somewhere else. Maybe he was going to do more investigation there, but I knew nothing of that. I knew nothing of another piece. While they're talking, I'll be examining the pieces in the room, see mm -hmm. if there's anything that's either related or particularly standout-ish. Sounds like an awesome plan. Uh, you walk around the room. Um, there is a potential for an architecture find here. Ah. But it will cost you two architecture points from your pool. That will completely drain my architecture pool. You still have your basic knowledge stuffs. Yeah, yeah, you still get all architecture stuff because you still have the skill. Oh, uh, what the heck? For... Spending two points for architecture? Might as well. You're looking around the room. You realize that there's a fireplace here, but you don't actually recall there actually being a visible chimney on the outside of the house. Hmm. And it looks as if this fireplace has never, ever been used. I'm about to go examine this uh, fireplace a bit. Okay, you poke around. Give that be something that I was going to say, you know, well, my, I'm, I'm making stuff up about my knowledge of the house, but it doesn't say that I never visited him. No, it doesn't, but as far as you're aware, there's, you know, you didn't often come in this room. He was often pretty secretive about his work. And this is almost kind of his retreat from the world, hence the blackness and the evil. I mean, you couldn't recall whether there was a fireplace. You maybe seen this room through the door, but he never really invited you in here. He always kind of assisted you downstairs, or had you in the study, uh, sitting room, rather. So I wonder if that great tree uh, originates in the cellar. 
Um, you notice with your anthropology skill that there is a statue of Anubis on top of the fireplace mantle. It ah. appears to be facing the wall. Now, knowing how well organized he seems to be with his library use, you would suspect that would be a bit odd. Yes, normally that'd be you'd want the god facing the room. Let's see if it'll turn. Maybe it's been a naughty god. You try to lift it, but it actually appears to be attached to the mantle. You hmm. twist it, and there's a click, and the whole fireplace pulls forward into the room. Oh my! Sorry, what was that? Froze for me for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, he turns the statue of Anubis around. It's actually attached to the mantle. And there's a click as he pulls it to face the room. And the whole fireplace pops off the wall. On like a hinge. Damn it, I should have done this when they were out of the room. There's probably good stuff in here. Professor, what does that yeah. do there? Uh, apparently your uh, father had some secrets. Hmm, no doubt. Did you not notice that this fireplace was not a fireplace? Well, it's a fireplace, looks just not really... It looks like a fireplace, it's just not connected to anything. Behind the door is a, a very small room, about the size of a walk-in closet. Um, it's dark, like the rest of the house. But you, can see, you can see in the fading light a naked light bulb dangling from the ceiling. The room looks unfinished. It is a stuffy room. Um, and there is exposed wood of the outer wall of the house on one of the far sides. Light bulb. There's electricity in this closet. Yeah. <laughs> there is apparently electricity in this closet. Oh, reach up for the light bulb. That makes sense. Hey? It's a recent addition. Yeah, he maybe added it recently, but he hasn't had the rest of the house <laughs> done yet. Reach up for the light bulb, see if it needs a little screen in, or if it's got a pull chain. It's got a pull. You pull it, and it lights up. All about you, there are handfuls of books. Um, a brief kind of perusal shows that these are occult texts of questionable academic value, but a rarity that makes them worth quite a bit of money. Hmm. There's a small roll-top writing desk here and a wooden chair. Uh, there are pictures of both Roger and Kenneth as children hanging on the wall. All right. Uh, no was this the sort of thing that you were involved with in my father? A cult and such nonsense as that? <laughs> Me? Both of um, you. Um... There were markings on my stone, no. but I couldn't tell you what they were. Your father was... Uh, professor here, you, you're the one who passed my name on. What is it exactly that you're studying there? You've been awfully quiet this whole time. Oh. Well, I'm more legitimate history. Uh... Legitimate <laughs> history. Legitimate. Actual, actual Certainly, history. if it's history, it is legitimate, no? I'm getting yes. a bad rap here, and I'm being... Honest and stuff. Hello. Are you suggesting that my father was illegitimate in his studies? No, but I mean, really, magic and such. <laughs> the cult. I mean, 
Fairy sure, tales, good for, children's stories, nonsense. Yeah, it's good for understanding primitive cultures and the artifacts they produce, but... Roger will kind of step over, kind of have a little, little look of disgust on the books, but we'll kind of take the picture of him and his brother's children off the wall and kind of examine it in the free. No. It's I'll a picture of you as kids. You're a rather cute child. You're pointing at Kenneth. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> I don't know how much older I'm supposed to be than you. Or if, um, I don't older. think you are older. You're the dilettante. Like, I'm a doctor. It's, it's I'm a probably dude. older since I went to... Uh, you notice the characters have no ages or anything. It's yeah. all down to how I you do play. in real life, though. Apparently so, I went to graduate school with Thomas, so I'm probably a bit oh, older yeah. than his son. See, I assumed that Lindsay was younger than, than, than uh, Roger, and she was just playing the... I'm so much richer than you, boy. Yeah, I probably am. <laughs> I do this to people in real life. I'll call, I'll call people boy. Um, while looking at the picture, you notice that there is a recent file sat on the roll-top desk. Huh. Grab it. Flip it open. It has the title Expedition, clearly written in your father's handwriting. Inside, there are numerous personal notes and photographs. Um, basically, they seem to be notes on expeditionary partners that he was considering, um, and there appears to be four of them that appear to have made the grade, so to speak. We recognize these from the other photo? Yes, they are the same. They're photographs of four men, uh, and you do recognize them. There are some personal notes that uh, I can summarize if you like. Yes. There is a man who is called Franco Gruber. He is noted as being a German archaeologist specializing in Incan sculpture. Herr Gruber. Hmm. He has been to Peru on 17 digs, and his English is noted to be poor. There is Jules Farquassen, <laughs> noted to be French-Canadian, <laughs> transportation and travel expert with contacts throughout South America. There is a picture of an Asian man who is noted as being called Wu Han, and he is a Chinese mountaineer and digger, uh, working cheap in exchange for his shot at the Andes. And the last one is James Kellerman, an American game hunter, trapper, and general outdoorsman. Um, he has an enormous handlebar moustache, and your father notes, between the handlebar moustache and the revolver he's always got, you'd think he was a cowboy. What was the French-Canadian guy called? Jules Farquassen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a driver. He's like a transportation expert. I'll thumb through the whatever top books are in uh, easy reach of the desk that might have been recently referenced. See if there's anything in the there's front a lot pages of or general occultism here. Nothing generally specific. Hmm. You know, there's no specific books on anything, but a lot of the things are referencing similar kinds of writings to what these glyphs look like. 
Uh, I must have been looking for clues in the occult legends of these uh, primitives to uh, figure out where this uh, Stella might be from. The term primitive. Well, obviously. I'm not necessarily sure where the tree came from, but it seems that he was quite serious in his preparations. Perhaps if we look at the information and the latest bills that he received, we might be able to find a place where the real disappearance happened. They obviously didn't fly out. But perhaps picking up our equipment elsewhere or something. Hmm. Was, was, there, was there any other particular personnel inside the file that did not make the grade, or no, mostly just... No, there's, the there's some notes on various names of people that he considered. They all have lines through them. And they Off the list is It's almost like a list of people he almost seemed to be recalling from experience or correspondence, and there's various ones with lines through them, so there's only these four are left. Part of my background says that the last time I spoke to him, he said, oh, I don't think we'll be flying there. Mm-hmm. But there's no, um, he doesn't think, there's no expansion on that, so maybe I kind of knew he wasn't going to be flying, but I don't know why. It seemed, no, as far as, well, the plane tickets were bought a few, a couple of weeks ago, and you last saw him about a week ago. So maybe he'd made a different plan after buying the plane tickets. Well, they obviously weren't climbing the tree there, it ends in the uh, bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a bad professor yes. joke? Um, I think you desire to explore the cellar to see if the roots go underneath the house? Uh, seems logical. A tree growing out of the thing. It might, must come from the ground below. Personally, I think I'd find that most disturbing if it actually had time to grow proper roots here. Uh, it's... Not much more than it already has been, to be honest. Shall we go down below then? Ah, uh, yeah, sure. You open the door to the cellar. It is dark. Some stairs lead down. It smells musty below. Um, what about smelling musty below? Cheesy <laughs> monkey. Probably will just grab a small flashlight from the doctor's kit then. Mm -hmm. Very good. Assuming there's no obvious electricity or whatnot. Not, not down in the cellar, there isn't. No. You head downstairs. Um, you enter a, a reasonable-sized room built into the foundations of the house. The walls are unfinished here. Uh, various piles of old luggage are stacked in one corner next to a rusted bicycle. Um, pipes for the house run around this room and there is a drain in the floor there no is great a, hunking tree there is a rough cut door um, in the wall that um, Mr. Knox Makepeace realizes would lead into a room which would be directly below the kitchen ah in this room, also hung from a piece of metal wire hanging from one of the pipes in the ceiling, there is a 
old iron bird cage. And inside the bird cage is a strange ovoid rock. Is it my rock? Nope. It's a different rock. It's about the size of an this is about the size of an ostrich egg. Has raised bands all along it, resembling foreign runes, perhaps. Hmm. Oh, I'll shit. Stolen my rock. I want it back. Anthropology. Yes. Mister Knox, make peace. Um, these markings make no sense. They look like no language you've ever seen. They may be naturally occurring on this rock. Hmm. Can I reach it out of the cage and? Examine it closely. Um, the door is appears to be locked. Hmm. I'll probably examine the luggage, see if okay. it's been used recently. Several, or... several hundred legs pop out, and it right now. Sorry. Sapient pearwood. The luggage is old bags. Generally, there's a couple of things you'd expect maybe to take on an expedition, like big backpacks and frame packs. Um, they appear to have been dealt with with more care, but a lot of this is kind of old family luggage that just appears to have been thrown down here. Hmm. Oh, they locked a rock up down here. Does it appear to be... Is it uh, like obsidian, or is it a... Uh... don't know. It, it could be. It's dark, but it doesn't seem to be black. Hmm. It's more of a kind of grayish color. Curious. Oh, perhaps it was simply just another uh, artistic creation for my brother that he pawned off onto father. <laughs> the stone Easter egg in a cage in avant-garde. Do you have geology as well? Yes. So your anthropology thinks that it may be naturally occurring, these markings. Mm -hmm. Geology says that they are quite unlikely to be naturally occurring uh, unless there's something inside the stone that would have created the ridges on the outside. Ah, like a geode or... Mad, mad. Hmm. Possible. What? Yes! No! Yes! No! Yes! <laughs> yes. No! Yes! No! Yes. If we align these parts of the... Okay, no. Yes. Is there, is there something strange about it? You keep staring at it. Well, yeah, the markings look almost like decoration, but it's a puzzle box. Writing, but... Head will come out. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like a puzzle box. I'll kind of open up the bird cage and grab onto it's locked. it. The bird cage is being like... facetious, boy. <laughs> I know. I'm, it's like, first I'm playing Cthulhu. Let's do the obvious thing you're never supposed to do in Cthulhu. Touch the weird objects. It's and read the book. Inside, it's locked inside the birdcage. How sturdy a birdcage are we talking? It's made of iron. That's pretty sturdy. Hmm. Skills like athletics? Nope. Or crafts? Nope. Or something else? Scuffling? Anyone? I'm trying to scuffle it open. I could filch it open. Uh, Do you have filching? Yeah, I've got filch. I will let you use that skill to finesse the lock open for a one-point spend. Uh, sure. The down. bumbling old professor wanders over to the lock, mm. kind of wiggles his hand around a little, and it pops open. 
Well, it was just jammed after all. <laughs> he seems a lot more dexterous than his ancient years would appear. Oh. Roger kind of raises an eye at this very strange professor that also seems to know lock picking. Reach in and pull out the rock. Okay, pull it out. It's quite cold. Hmm. Uh, maybe a little colder than the air in this room. It is grey, and it is quite heavy. It's a good size. It's about the size of an ostrich egg. Is it, like, uniform? Uh... It seems to be. An ostrich egg. Eh? It's almost, when you tip it upside down, it's almost as if the inside has some kind of thick, viscous liquid that doesn't immediately move, but you feel the weight changing. Mm. Yes, I'm here. Hmm. Hmm. Odd. Rub my finger along the uh, markings. Are they raised? Or? Oh, yeah, they're raised markings, like ridges. Hmm. I love how I can hear everybody's uh, timers going off. Interesting. Okay, fine. Uh, so, so did you... Well... I think we can do with it, or do we just continue on and see if the roots are underneath the next room? As far as I can tell right now, it's a rock. Uh, interesting. But... Or are you leaving it in the birdcage? I'll hold on to it for now. Okay. So, there is a rough-hewn wooden door leading to the space beneath the kitchen. Let's open it up. Okay. You open it up. It leads to a small, dank, dark storage room that is oh, quite crowded thing. with things. things. In the center, is never a good. Just things. In the center <laughs> of the room is a three. Uh, filling the sp uh, filling the space is a three-foot-high stone etched with strange glyphs, standing in a nest of shredded paper and broken down wooden crate fragments. Miss Joyce yeah. Cleveland, I think we found your piece of art. Is it mine? It is yours. Awesome. Anthropology recognizes Mr. Knox, well, Mr. Makepeace. You yes, recognize yes. the glyphs as being vaguely Incan in origin. Incan, a language I know well. Uh. <laughs> hey! Vaguely Incan. Uh, if you know Incan, it's not quite what you understand as in the Incan dialect. It's not even really the language. It's similar in its shapes, but it doesn't seem to make any sense to you as you apply your knowledge of Incan language to it. <laughs> I like mm. that, though. Look at you declaring. I like that. That was good. Um, Mrs... Um, Ms. Joyce Cleveland realizes that the stone is a fragment of a larger standing stone resembling something similar to a Viking style or Incan road marker. But she already knew that. That's, <laughs> our, that's her skill in art history telling her that. How did Geolo I not know that already then? Yeah, you did know that already. That's no, what you knew. Character. I'm just telling you. Geology, Mr. Makepeace, Yes. is uh, you cannot identify what kind of rock this stone is made up of. Hmm. Is it similar to the rock the egg is? No. Yeah. Different. Hmm. Different. Um, so, anyone with art or craft? I have art. Art? You, you remember 
how exquisitely crafted and painstakingly detailed the etchings are. Do you like to come and see my etchings? Really, no. Roger notices a packing slip within one of the dismantled crates. Uh, it reveals that the stone was shipped to Thomas Fell by Jane Joyce Cleveland somewhere close to a month ago. Yes, this is my stone. So, I don't know Thomas, what it's doing down here. Thomas built a nest for your stone and then put a stone egg in a bird cage. I'm starting to wonder if your father may have had a breakdown of some kind. <laughs> Maybe. He, well, I would imagine a tree popping up in someone's houses could do that to any fellow. Yes. No. Or maybe the stone outgasses something and we're all hallucinating trees and... Um, no, please, Professor, leave those kind of um, hypotheses to the medical man. Well... <laughs> I, lo I, love the, I love the academic bitch slapping that is going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't have any of this anthropology stuff here. i got to... That's Keep my so... area where my area Stay is. Stay away from the medicine. This is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's funny. Uh, so no hint of treeness down here. No roots in the ceiling there. You don't see any. So did you did you say that like it's just standing there? There's nothing special aside from the nesty thing around it. It just seems to be stood there. And the nesty things, well, it's just papers, like torn paper. Like he's almost been making notes around it while he's been in this room. And the crate is the crate it was originally shipped in, just broken apart. Mm -hmm. Take well, out some of the papers, examine the notes. Hmm? You start, it's just pictures. It's like he's been drawing the pictures of the, the runes so he can take them to study. Hmm. Is there anything different about it from the last time I saw it? Looks exactly the same as the last time you saw it. As far as you were aware. I assume you'll be wanting this back, Miss Joyce Cleveland? Um, yes, but it is rather large to be carrying around. I might have to send my driver for it. Send my driver for a three-foot lump of, of stone. I kind of assumed you had your driver in the area still. <laughs> he's, out, he's outside waiting patiently. So yeah. if it's broken off, do we tilt it and examine the cross-section underneath if it's yeah, tip what it the over. actual broken stone is? like Carefully. Okay. Gingerly. You, you touch it and the stone thrums mm. like something electric as you touch it. It vibrates in your hand, and a delicate red arc of lightning slowly reaches out and touches you on the arm. Most uh, unusual. There is, a, there is a burning yeah. sensation as if you touch the stove. A sudden recoiling gasp and then you feel like you're falling. Oh. Everybody else sees a blinding white flash. Oh, bollocks. Various bits of rock and vine kind of replace Professor Knox's makepiece as he vanishes. The rocks kind of fall to the ground along with pieces of vine. <laughs> then the lightning flashes out and hits the both of you. 
Yes, of course it does. And then you are also feeling like you've been burnt for a second, and then you're falling. Hooray, I was useful. Well, no. Hooray, you were stupid, and we had to follow you. Let's see if I can figure this out. Um, I was going to say, it's it's a good thing that they make it automatic for the whole group, because otherwise, no way any other people are touching that after they see someone turn into twigs and berries. That's right, twigs twigs and berries. (laughs) I like that, twigs and berries. Uh, Okay, uh, how do I pull people across to the map? Yes, I see. What do I do, Lockhart? Oh, what do you mean? I see us there. Yeah, okay, okay, I was up with my computer wasn't centered. Okay, so you now have tokens. You should be able to... Can you manipulate the tokens? Uh, yes. I can. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. Oh, somebody's moving. Very good. A campsite. We're manipulating. Actually, us. you actually fall a little ways um, onto the hard ground. Oh. It's not far, but you're kind of winded and in a pile when you land. You realize that pieces of crate, um, a lamp from the study, um, one of one of the small chairs that was sat in the study, and several of the books and files have also fallen through with you. Hmm. Whoops! What is that the a, hell? Is that a sleeping bag over on the side? Where, that's a stove from the kitchen. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's where the stove got to. Do you want some coffee now? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm you more appropriate. There is a howling noise above you. Look up. Like, a, like the constant blowing of wind. Looking around you, there are alien gray and black stones forming almost like a wall around the kind of clearing you've landed in. The floor is gray rock, and there is a black stell about six feet tall, directly in the middle of this area. Is it the still from the other picture? Uh, it's kind of cold here. Hmm. There, my overcoat. There are gaps in the rock, particularly behind the stove in the southeast corner, that you can see what appears to be clouds outside of. The howling above appears to be wind. So there's no... We're not in a cave, it's just a walled camp it's all, area. Yeah, potentially. If you care to look out of the gap, you realize that there is a sheer drop down what appears to be a mountainside. Oh. A sheer and deadly drop down what appears to be a mountainside. How fascinating. Back up from the gap. Uh... I don't suppose my driver and my car made it through. Fred not. Various items oh, Various items from the house appear to be scattered around this area. Particularly, um, there's a section of the kitchen, and on top of that there is a piece, small piece of floor, and kind of resting in a kind of pile is a bed, a quite nice ottoman, and a bedside table. Is that circle in the have- center the circle of floor from the kitchen? What happened to your the center is the stell in the middle of oh, the right. I'm pretty sure that this explains at least partially what happened to your father's house. I'm not sure it really explains anything. What nonsense is this? Well, clearly, um, we're all hallucinating. 
and our joint hallucination has caused us all to hallucinate where your father's floor went. Is this why they weren't going to fly to the expedition? Clearly. I'll start um, Roger takes a moment to Stella. check his own pulse and do a quick check yeah. of his vitals. <laughs> quick check of his vitals. Yes, they're still there. I feel <laughs> rather awake. I don't feel like I'm hallucinating this time. I'll, I'll look at the stell um, without touching it, of course. But This looks like the stell that was in that picture from the study. Fucking Stargate, isn't it? <laughs> it all means broken off a bit at the top. I mean, right? ultimately, we should be having a stability test right now. I'm guessing. Yeah, I would I think so. Mysteriously transported to an entirely separate place. So let's figure out how to do that so I can drive you insane. I, I, I've, I've been wondering here. I would have thought opening the door for a tree would have been a minor stability test too. That I think I can get away with just being bizarre. But you're right, maybe. Maybe I'm just thinking more personal for Roger, who clearly knows this is not supposed to be there. Well, <laughs> Your eccentric father moved in a tree to, you know... <laughs> well, happy to suggest stability this. tests. Okay. Sorry, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I thought they were in the adventure where you check, check these no, things. No, not at all. No, Not at just... all. Okay. Okay, when an incident challenges your grip on yourself, make a stability test against a difficulty number of four. As with any other test of general ability, you are always permitted to spend stability points to provide a bonus on the roll. However, it's never a good bet to spend more points than you can stand to lose if you fail. You can spend yourself negative if you think you absolutely have to cast that spell, although you cannot voluntarily reduce your stability pool below negative 11. You can go into the negatives. Yeah, you can go into the negatives. That's how you go insane. So, let's see. Um, you see a fresh corpse. No. You experience strong and natural sensation. No. No. Grizzly murder. You witness an obviously unnatural but not necessarily threatening omen or magical effect. That yes. sounds like what just happened. The potential stability loss here is three. So, in order to make the test, you roll a d6, and the difficulty is four. And we can, um, and can you spend can points, spend it's one for one. You can spend stability one for one in order to add bonuses to the roll. Mm. So we have to hit four or above, or just above four. You have to hit four or above. Mm. Mm. Nah, let's go ahead. We got stability. It's one shot. Rolling. Yeah. You feel kind of shocked that you're in an entirely different place all of a sudden. Dr. Roger Fell loses three stability points. I will spend a stability point on this, I think. Okay. So you lose a stability point for the spend. All right, so that's plus one on the roll? Correct. So it's D6 plus one for you. Six! Easy! The professor's ah. like, Psh, I saw worse things in the Amazon. And Jim? Spending two stability. I have 12 stability, so... Very good. You spend two. Rolls a four. Jim is fine. Um, yes. Mr. Mr. Fell is not so fine and loses this three points of stability. does not make sense at all. 
it's, it's, it's beyond natural laws for something like this to happen. We can't just simply pop up in another place. Can I keep the brandy in my hand? <laughs> if you had it in your hand, it's still in your hand. I would think, I would think the glass would have been long empty by now. No, I had the bottle. Oh, you had the bottle. Nice. Do I have the oh, egg okay. still? You do. It's, uh, if, if you had it in your hand, it's still there. It actually gives you guidance as to what to do for stability loss. One to two points, you may twitch or stutter. Your voice could rise a bit, or you could very explicitly stay in control. Three to four points, you might have to stop a bit and hyperventilate. You're blinking a lot and maybe sweating too. If you talk, you might run away with your own words, keep doing something comforting, rack the slide of your shotgun, hum the miskatonic fight song, that kind of thing. That'll see you through this. Five to six points. This is serious. You may go into a little fugue state. Deja vu comes over you, or you get frame drop and miss a couple of seconds. Nothing fatal. No, you're still good. Nope. If you're talking, you might call out for some encouragement to your mates. They're probably not doing near as well as you. If you've got pre-existing conditions, say, phobia or shell shock, you're hyper aware of anything that might trigger it. Seven to eight points. Now you're not shaken. Uh, how, how you're not shaken yet? You've almost certainly gone into adrenaline shock. Your peripheral vision is gone. Your hands and feet are cold. You may babble personal confessions. I've always loved you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you should shout incoherent threats. If you can make interpersonal abilities work at all, they work more through fear of what you might do next than anything else. <laughs> So it's stability he lost? Yeah, stability. Okay. What we, what we need to do is simply find my father, get to the bottom of this, and just get back home and end the bloody thing. Yes, yes. Get a grip, man. Yes, because we were all thinking of just standing here. I'm the doctor here. Don't you tell me to get a grip. I am perfectly fine. <laughs> Have some more brandy, dear. <clears throat> Thank you. Brandy, dear. I'll tuck the egg into my coat pocket to... Free up my hands to. Brandy makes everything better. Apparently it does. It is. It is the way. Okay, so you're on the mountain top. It is actually a mountain top. Ah, jo geography. Anyone? Yes. Looking out across what you can see. Oh wait, see... no. Never mind. Nope. Geology. Geography. Anyone? Nope. Okay. Geology recognizes the region beyond this place. Looking out, you appear to be on a plateau on top of a mountain. Um, looking out, you recognize the place beyond where you are as the Cordillera Blanca, the white range of the Andes, in the Ancash region of Peru. Awesome. Um, it looks very like some of the vistas in the books you found in the library back in that was behind the secret door. Mm. Um, and also some of the pictures that were in that pile look very similar to this area. Uh, the potential for travel and... Uh... Roger's going to rather frantically sort of pace around camp using all of his evidence collection forensics to see uh, what the state of what inhabitation is to this area. What's good? What's going on? What's going on? Uh -oh. They've no, been here before. They must have been back sometime. Other. They have been popping in and out, in and out, in and out. I'm sure they're just in the middle of coming back after some sort of expedition here of sorts. <laughs> Examine the crate and stuff for anything useful. Uh... Okay, you're looking around, shall we say. 
Yeah. Are we looking around? Yes. All right. Outdoorsman. Yes. You notice these vines again. Some of them here seem to be very thick, and they have odd veins running through them that sap appears to be moving through. You have never, ever seen a vine like this before, and neither has the doctor with his biology skills. I don't like these vines at all. They're almost like roots as much as vines. So are they venous vines? They have veins upon them. Mm. Occult? Occult or anthropology? Anthropology. Both of you notice that there are patterns in the rocks on the wall that appear to be some kind of form of Mesoamerican glyph, but you've never really seen them, that kind of thing before. All of the walls appear to have, like, etched glyphs on them. Hmm. Most curious. Right? It's pretty curious. Yeah, to have been transported to somewhere that has some link with something back at the house. Oh, excellent. I thought it would have just dropped us randomly on some place with the world. (laughs) That is not helpful. You're you're pissing and being crazy, aren't you? You're using your evidence collection skills. You Mm. notice that in the kitchen, or the area where the kitchen is, there is a big pile of plates and broken stuff that clearly kind of fell out of cupboards and pieces of cupboard that have fallen Mm. over. You think you see a hand... Oh dear. Oh dear. Um, go... Professor. Yes. Come over here quickly and help me lift off some of the stuff here. I think we have a person under here. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, hello, can you hear me? Basically kind of doing medicine, basic. Amidst the broken dishes and bits of cupboard, you find a body, crumpled and bloody, its face shocked and pained, It appears to be one of the nondescript men from that photograph. Oh, we had nondescript ones too. Well, from the photo you did. So so not just the four bushy mustache and Wuhan and... You recognize it as... Farquharson. The Canadian. Ah, the Canadian dies first. Lovely. As is only Justin Wright. (laughs) Um, yes, Farquharson. Um, anyone who is not the Doctor can have a stability check for this one, I think, because it's a corpse. Uh, fresh corpse, uh, one potential stability loss. Five. I have health at ten. Does that not make me hardy? It does, but the, uh, just, just uncovering a body and where you are is kind of frightening, except for the Doctor, who is used to seeing this kind of thing. Oh, you are robust So make me a d6 roll. Uh, the professor has succeeded. You need to get a 4 with a potential stability loss of 1. So it's not really worth spending, because obviously... Yeah. Uh, people die on digs all the time. It's, you know... 3. You lose 1 point of stability. It's all so real now. What you You're invest. perfectly horrid. <laughs> Perfectly horrid. <laughs> so, there's a body here. I talk like this all the time. I don't know why you're making so, fun of me. Can you uh, tell... Uh, examining it, trying yeah. to determine time of death. Evidence collection identifies the means of death 
as numerous small stab wounds to the back. You suspect potentially from a folding utility knife. This was no accident or from the falling of the kitchen here. This man was killed. Jeff Forensics. Murdered. Yes. Looking at the spatter patterns suggests that not just stabbings, but slashes. Um, there's blood on the dishes here, um, not from the victim on the scene. So there was other, another person's blood as well? Potentially. Looking, following that train of thought, you uncover a blood trail leading from the kitchen into the tangled roots and vines surrounding this area, kind of towards the northeast. Does Mr. Farquhason have anything in his hands like he had a knife and was fighting back? Or? Doesn't seem to. He just looks terrified. How oh, sharp are the vines? Hmm? How sharp are the vines? Sharp? They're not very sharp. They're sticky, though. They have thorns on them. No, not really. They're, they're, no, no more so than nor. They have some tough parts that allow them to kind of grip onto stuff. But other than that, they're just more sticky than kind of spiky. Strangling oh. vines, not stabby vines. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm um, down beside the... Um, Stella, we called them? Mm -hmm. Stella. Whatever. Standing mm -hmm. stone. Yes. Just kind of put him to rest, fold his arms, close his eyes a bit. Possibly mm -hmm. give a pat down of contents of pockets and whatnot mm -hmm. for everything. He has kind of what you'd expect somebody who would come on an expedition to have. He has, like, you know, things for making fires, a ration or two, you know, basic equipment that you would expect someone to have. Nothing bizarre. While you're doing that, uh, the professor realizes that now having looked at these rocks and realizing he's on a mountain, these rocks don't belong here. They, like... they'd, make, they'd make more sense if they came from the sea. So someone carted them all the way from the sea? Amazing. That's, that's smooth like obsidian, but colored like limestone. Punctured with kind of small porous pieces like dried sponge. Everything's always coming back to Dagon, isn't it? Always. Yeah. Fucking Dagon. Always. <laughs> Fuck you, Dagon. Eat him. Ah. Have, you, have you seen the movie they did? Uh, Dagon. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. I have it on DVD. That particularly pleasant piece where they take off that guy's face is particularly nice. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> Lovely. It's a great movie. It is a great movie, though. So... What you doing? Uh, well, since there's been a stabbing, I'll look about and see if there's a good kitchen knife or something uh, from the kitchen stuff that came through. You could probably Beyond find a guard, we have a rather violent and most likely dangerous person around the camp here. You could probably find a knife in and amongst the kitchen stuff. A bloodied one. Nope, it's just a normal knife that comes out the kitchen drawers. So you, this looks like a tool, not like a uh, animal attack, then. According to you, Doctor? Mm-hmm. Oh, doctor is saying... Oh, yes, I believe you're, you're talking about stab marks, not uh, claws and beaks and... With the body. Yes, he was. Yes, sir. Most likely car, car, caused by some sort of folding knife. 
Hmm. Pocket knife? Yes. Pocket knife. Yes. Well, it looks like we've got three routes away from here. Does the trail lead down one of those? The blood trail? Or? Yes, down the northeast passage. You realize, actually looking down at this body, it doesn't seem dressed for an expedition. It has the odd piece of equipment you'd expect someone to bring, but it doesn't seem appropriately attired. Neither are we. In fairness, if they had discovered an ability to jump back and forth, there might not necessarily be a need to be in full gear if you could come back to the safety of civilization. Yes. We're assuming that they managed to do what we did, but on purpose. Well, probably after the first time. Well, maybe they didn't. Although if it's repeatable, then we could get back home. Mm. Although... Of course we'll be able to get back home. This is merely a, a simple ex experimentation using some sort of advanced science. Clearly one of these fellows that my father hired were, was very good at this. We just need so. to find the seventh symbol and we'll be fine. Stop panicking. Daniel Jackson. Daniel Jackson. <laughs> oh, God, I'm such a nerd. Nerd. I know. So, what are you doing? Such a surprise to you all, isn't it? Shall we go down the trail and see if we can find Thomas? He might be in trouble if there's a stabbing person about. Of course. A stabbing person? So you're heading down the north. We, I've not put on any particular grid here, so you have freedom to move wherever you want. Yep. All right, let me see what I can do. I'm revealing, aren't I? I'm actually surprised they're using like a map and Cthulhu stuff. Well, I figured it would make sense, because this is kind of a complicated area, because it's kind of alien. I suppose. I suppose we'll see how complicated... It doesn't seem too complicated right now. I want you it to path be... A, path B, path B, path C. So, and it's, it's daylight currently, just with clouds and wind overhead? It is. It's, it's, yes, it's daylight. It's probably getting on towards the evening. I'm going to sit on the floor and try and feed the dog. But I will be oh able to my. see you, and I will be able to see you. You just won't be able to okay. see Okay. Yeah, so do, you want to, do you want to move you guys through there? I see a body. Hmm. You walk into this area and are quite surprised to see, following the blood trail, you are quite surprised to see a train car and part of a track. Train car? Mm -hmm. It's just there going into the wall? Yes. Just there. Was your... Hmm. Well, I guess if kitchen material appeared here... Uh... More importantly, I'm seeing a body there. I'm a doctor. There is a body there, yes. Right next to the train car. Hmm. Fresh, recognizable body? Oh, yes. It's it's fresh. Pretty fresh. Not be heading old. over, maybe, heading maybe. over to examine. Okay. You head over to examine the body. You get to the body and realize that um, it's definitely dead. There's a lot of blood around this area. Um, you realize that it's obviously caused by him trying to get here and running away from the main area you just come away from. Written on the side of the train car in blood are the words, Thomas Fell Killed Me. Ooh. It's clear that someone has tried to kind of swipe it away but the blood was already starting to dry, and the text is still well clear and readable. 
Mm. Should have brought that camera with us. Uh, examining his wounds. Again, the sorrowful. Okay. Um, forensics and medicine. He, this man died of blood loss resulting from three slashes across his side and stomach, probably from some kind of straight blade. I'm sure it wasn't your father. I'm sure it was just a misunderstanding. Like this, a folding straight razor? This is a this is a slightly small Asian man. Ah, Mr. Wu. Mr. Wu. Wuhan. Anyone? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Evidence collection while you're there determines with confidence that this body has been searched once already. Mm. Mm. Um, his hands are completely covered in blood, so you suspect it was definitely him that wrote this message. Obviously the slide of his hand down the train car obviously gives that. Um, Jane, using her outdoorsman skill, re recognizes that Wuhan is in no way equipped to be here. He's wearing good boots, but he has no backpack, canteen, or anything else. He's just dressed like he would normally be day to day. Hmm. This poor fellow is not equipped to be here. Unless he's been... had his things stolen from him. This train car, is this like a like a mine car car, or is it... No, it's a train carriage. Okay. Actual train carriage. Modern? Passenger train or? Yeah, reasonably modern passenger train. It's been here a while. Modern to now or modern to 1930s? Modern to 1930s. <laughs> Probably about four or five years old. Um, there is a potential for an evidence collection spend here. How many? One point. Sure. Okay, you spend the point. You are confident that what is written on this train car is not a lie. Hmm. Why would that be evidence collection instead of assess honesty? Well, he's dead. You can't assess his honesty. It's evidence how, collection. How could I... How? <laughs> the adventure says you get a confident hunch that it's he obvious did not that lie the in his dying was... message. Why could not that be assess honesty, assessing the writing of it to see that I'm I'm sorry, I don't that's a silly thing to have in evidence collection. I agree. You could have it as either. Especially when you have assess honesty as a specific skill. You you may you misspend assess honesty if you wish. I keep that information to myself. Okay. It's a little it's card? a little bit shaking, but I'm not gonna make you make a stability check. You know that your dad possibly killed this man. Unless you think a stability check would be required for your character at this point. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, I'm more so doing it... I like my father, but it's more so the social responsibility and stuff about That's it all. That. You're pretty estranged from him as well, so you're kind of... Yes. If you were, like, his best buddy and he went crazy and killed a guy, it would be a little more difficult to handle. Yeah, I, I, I could see the other brother. For me, my main thing is trying to get out of this as best possible. Uh-huh. I mean... Okay, in the grand scheme of things, father being a murderer is not the greatest thing. But, I mean, a person can deal with that, especially if there's... I mean, just be going mad and just need medical aid. And it was just a Chinaman. Exactly, yes. Who cares about those? 
<laughs> nice bit of flagrant 1930s racism there. Well, I like that. I think at this point it's um, we certainly should be on our guard if we see our father. Um, certainly, I believe this whole experience might be um, possibly again a bit too much, especially after all this nonsense that's been filled into his head about the occult and such like that. It's it's possible he thinks that this is some way to get back, and clearly we must reassure him and try to help him as best, but be on our guard all the same. We may have just uh, blamed your father for having brought him on this expedition, leading yeah, to his demise. Another perfectly logical and likely explanation. I'm starting to think madness runs in the family. Oh! Ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> runs, it positively gallops. That's right. What are you uh, doing? Look inside the train car. Okay. It's Trinka, almost as if it had just been picked up one day and deposited here. Hmm. Just like no. a normal passenger carriage. Did we no say what line, design or... Does it have any markings on it? Like, like manufacturer, is it? train in the whole entire world has. Okay. Um, what skills train cars going to be under? Mm-hmm. It doesn't I need guess. a... It'll come up like evidence collection, probably. It appears to be a ah, it appears to be a German train a train car. No timetable in the, on the inside of you know, Not really, but all of the all of the words inside are German. It appears to appear somewhere in Germany a train car is missing. Almost and all it, And it's on top of a Peruvian mountain. Hmm. The the was was German locations on them anyway on the outside. Well, on the front, it'll tell you where they're going. No, I don't mean that. Every train car I've ever seen has uh-huh. some kind of uh, location, like where the train car was made. Every one that you pass on your way to work has. Yeah, this is a passenger carriage, though. They do too, though. It has like Deutsche whatever written on the side of it. Hmm. It's Thomas a German train car. Let's, um, say it, let's say it came from Bremen or somewhere. Okay. So passenger, so just a quick look inside, it's, it's just no evidence there were people on it? No, no, it appears to be, it's almost as if it was kind of set up for the night and left here, or it was being transported somewhere empty. There was no uh, people in here. On that note, hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, did, when you were looking about my father's study there, did you note any locations in Germany he had circled? I think we did. Hmm. None come to mind. Almost everything that was circled was in the Andes. Ah. Although he did hire a German, I believe. He did. Yes, but I doubt he hired the German's passenger car. True. Can I go examine the wall where the tracks end? There is a gap there, and looking out again, you look out over the mountains. No more tracks it is a going there. startlingly big drop. You, oh. think you, could, you think looking up, you could possibly climb onto the top of these stones, but you think it would be potentially dangerous. Last resort. And you can almost see the wind howling over the top. Surprising how it doesn't seem to be howling in here. Even though there are gaps in the walls. Mm. Obviously clever engineering on the part of the builders of this place. Uh, Does the train car have debris around it, like where we fell in? There was, like, bits of kitchen and things. No, it has bits of train car. It does have the tracks for what that counts. Yeah, the tracks came with it, too. So there's, like, pieces of the ground where it was. So it looks like it was 
brought here like brought here like the kitchen. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was just clarifying. You, you have a cult, right? Yes. You make the assumption, the assessment in your brain while you're talking about that, that clearly there are numerous points that these things have been teleported from. Mm -hmm. So there must be other stells near where this train car was that made it teleport here. Uh, I got to that a long time ago. I know, yeah. we're just clarify, yeah. we're clarifying yes. for the listeners. It's an uh, obvious case of trains location. Yes. <laughs> But somewhere there's uh, a missing piece of train track. I will um, just again take the body, kind of put it at ease mm -hmm. near the obelisk. Okay. Put it, put it take, by the wall. So you're taking him back through? Not taking him back through, just well, again, put, yeah. putting him beside the other body. Okay. To prepare it to bring back through, presumably, uh -huh. but not quite Should going to try that. Okay, so you're laying him out, ready yeah. to transport them back. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. You're back in the other room. Yes. Although, if one of us wanted to try and see if we can get back to the house, that might be useful. May have it would. I wouldn't stop you. However, right now I think we have more important things to do. But one of us didn't just come through last time, so it's not going to be just one of us that goes if we go back. Well, and true. I mean. Point. Although the kitchen and stuff didn't fall through, we could, uh, I guess, if you, if two people were in a back near the train, somebody could touch the Stella and touching it. Mm, I don't know. I'm not. I'd, I'd quite rather wait for experimentation until when we're ready to leave. Mm. And I'd quite well, like we need to have a look around before I'm ready to leave. All right. I'm just gonna go and get the dog something. Oh. All right, baby. Um, there is an evidence collection spend while you're stood around this obelisk. I do not have that skill. Mm, one point. That, I, I, I didn't like what I got for my last spend. Oh, what, the, what the heck? We'll spend. spend it. Looking at the obelisk now, you're looking at it from the north side while you're putting the bodies around it. You realize there seems to be a piece chipped off it. Like a small piece, maybe no more than a couple of inches. Hmm. Off the side, off the top? It's off kind of one of the sides. Incomplete. Indeed. It appears we might have to reassemble. Another reason to search thoroughly before we're ready to go. And Wu's body was searched. Or sorry, mm -hmm. Wuhan's body was searched. Seems to have been. Jane sure. notices now you're on kind of that side of the, the clearing that the bushes to the northwest appear to have been disturbed as if somebody ran through them at, at, at good speed. While we were gone? No, it does, she doesn't think so. A while ago. I have a hunch. I'm going to reach out and touch the Stella. Okay. It's cold. I believe we need the missing chip. I would appreciate it if you would ask and explain your experiments before just barging through with them, Professor. Noted. Noted. Perhaps that that's how your part of academia does these things, but we but in the medical field we believe in a more scientific and cautious approach. That's right. Antiquarianism, well known for its reckless, rebellious um, of academics. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nobody will die if I touch this. I love that so uh, red. <laughs> uh, so uh, you you notice those bushes? Um, before we got here, at some point in time, someone ran quite quickly past them. Okay. With your outdoorsiness thing, I think. What's the brown thing to the north of the stove? It's a chair. Oh, okay. <laughs> I made this. I made this map. Isn't it pretty? You did. You made it in map thing, didn't you? Dungeonie. Dungeonie. Nice. I figured we might need it because it's a bit of an odd alien thing to be talking about. I'm gonna. I'm boiling some water for pasta, by the way. Oh, thank you, babe. I'm hungry. Oh, boiling water. Oh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, barring mortar for a pastel? I was like, what the? Boiling water. Cal and I haven't eaten yet. Oh, dear. So, well, I'm boiling water for pastel. Why else examine show? So, nice. $3. Very nice. $3 gamer shirt. That's right. Unheard of. I know, right? Unheard of. Crazy. Okay, what are you doing? Well, we have two pathways that explored. The one straight ahead and then the one past the bushes. Well, Sorry. somebody... Um, do we believe that he ran into this area or ran away from it? Jane is almost certain that whomever it or they were exited this area of this pathway at good speed. Well, they may need help. More to the point, it's fairly certain that there's someone there. Yes. Someone's still alive around here would be awesome. Hopefully Thomas is still alive. Of course. Well, His be... helpers would be a bonus. <clears throat> Heading that way? Quite the humanitarian you are, Professor. What? Should have considered yes. a... Heading that way? Yep, indeed. Okay. In that okay. case, you have a curvy corridor. Curvy. Mm. Oh no, it splits. <laughs> There's three of us. Okay, so getting to that point, you look down that side and you get to see this. Oh, another, another body. Of course, run to examine it. Oh my goodness, there's a body. Dead people. Daddy, daddy, <laughs> Germany, Germany. Well, no, it's potentially here. a patient, of course, which must be helped if possible. There is um, the body of a man lying face down. A mustached man? He is not a mustached man. He is killer a mustached. Not a killer man. Hmm. He is, uh, you suspect, Franco Gruber, the German. Herr Gruber. The Germans. The German. He is um, strangely stiff. Um, Do I have any medical reason for the stiffness? Getting to him, you realize that his entire body and clothing is almost... It's like it's turned to stone. Is most curious. I'll kind of get 
basically just like a reflex hammer and kind of tap at it to see if it's just like a thin calcification or if it seems all the way through. It seems like it's like almost like his skin only, like the surface. As you tap with the hammer, you hear what appears to be an exhalation, almost like a final breath. Hmm. Well, upon that, I'm going to immediately go into CPR. <laughs> you can't. You can't push his chest. It's stone. Oh. Probably can't even go through his pockets. You notice that there is a puncture wound, kind of down on his side, that appears to be very symmetrical. How, like, how big of a puncture wound are we talking? It's a good. It's a good foot across. Almost That's like quite the puncture. It's not the puncture, but there's like a ring of wounds. It's like a ring oh. of punctures, like a regular, like two-inch intervals. Almost okay. like you would say it would almost be like a shark bite. But the whole thing seems to be like, oh. a, or like a lamprey or something like that. But yeah, it's but the whole thing is circular. There's no point where the teeth stop. So his clothes and skin are just this impossibly hard stone, outer shell stone. Yes, like, like a stone shell. shell. You get the impression that when you got to him, he was probably just, just literally, he just died. We're catching up on. Mm. If only we went down this passageway first. <laughs> Anything else in this uh, clearing around him? Uh, no, not really. It looks like he ran in here. Can I tell at any point from blood or whatever the age of the wound? The what? The age of the wound? Or the like wound blood, itself or... is now made of stone, along with the blood that would have come out of it. Not a lot of blood, or...? There is a little splattered on the ground that is dry. So it would appear that he was bitten in this room, then? You would think so. Looking at the way he, he, where he was positioned, using your forensic skills, you suspect he was running away from something, and that he turned this corner and was bitten from behind when he realized it was a dead end. And then just kind of left there. Since I have no applicable skills, I won't bother to ask if there's tracks on this stone floor. Jane notices <laughs> near him that there's an odd trail, but there's kind sorry. of. You froze for a bit there? Do you want. Oh, sorry. Jane notices the tracks on the ground. It's difficult to use tracking, but um, she thinks something quite broad, maybe three or four inches broad and long, passed through, almost like a... It makes a similar pattern to, like, snakes make in the sand. Hmm. Yeah. So it's possible this is some reptile creature with a as yet unknown to medicine venom, capable of causing rapid calcification to the surface. Mm. Very good, Doctor. I like the rationalization. The legendary well, think, Andean... I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking stone people are probably going to require a stability check from everybody. I'm going to say three points for everybody except for the Doctor, who'll probably take it at a one. 
just because it's unusual and bizarre. But potentially, yes. So because it's yet another corpse as yet unknown how it died. The Doctor can have it for one point of stability, and everybody else can take it for a three. I'll burn another stability point then on the check. <laughs> I'll just roll. Yay! Oh, Doctor Hell, solid as a rock. I'm thinking this could be a trip to a medical article. Oh, very good. Yes, he could be writing about this. This publication here. Of course, it's horrible, horrible fact. Of course, it's uh, horrible. How, is the body then quite heavy or not? Much more than normal. It is heavy. You try and lift its arm, which obviously is now it doesn't move at all, and it does actually feel like it's it's stone. It's the weight of stone. Hmm. No um, stone chips that could have come off that Stella around him or in his hand. Not or... that you could see. Make a roll. Oh, did you roll, Mister Knox? Make piece. Yes. Five. five. Okay, good. I'll have to let the lenses roll when she gets back in. Well, probably then, if it's not too much trouble, we'll ask the professor just to kind of drag the body back and put it beside the others again. All right. Keeping okay. an eye out for snaky things. All right. Heave ho. Remember, lift with the legs. <laughs> it's quite heavy, but it's not unmanageable. Drag him back and drop him by the. The a little, little less tidy than the other bodies because we can't fold his arms and stuff. <laughs> That would be the most horrible. He's running. Sure. <laughs> Mid run. <laughs> uh, well, it's a work of art. I like that. Get, get some get some pipes running up him and have a fountain. Sure. You hollow it's him a out. mystery of medicine, I think you you'll find, Professor. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Rationalization. I love it. It's fabulous. Well, there were the uh, nearly uh, near statues of Pompeii. No, oh, very good. Now we're talking about old things. Yes. Are you returning back down that corridor? I think so. Okay. I shall reveal some more passages. This revealing things kind of nice. I like it. See. Mm, so the corridor snakes that way. Huh? It does indeed do a bit of snaking. And sorry, can we find or can Jane find tracks of the slithery thing heading this way? She sees now. She's looking for them. That they're almost everywhere here. Oh my Back God! Forth, up, down. I think. Okay. I got it. Okay. We're dealing with some sort of Medusa cockatrice thing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the land of fantasy. Are you moving down this corridor? Oh, we will be. Yes. Okay. I'll let you move yourselves. Hello, Ruby. Is Jane going to be in front since she's tracking, or are we going to... She's just looking around. Okay. She sees, she sees marks of this thing pretty much everywhere now. Pretty sure it's the Lampton Worm. Number four. Ah. Right. It's the Lampton Worm. I love how the adventure is just perfectly designed so we don't go down the center pathway first. Hey, you could have gone anywhere you wanted. This is oh, listed. but there's a blood trail here. Oh, This, there's, this there's is no listed time. as alternate clues. I do love that the uh, new Doctor is... Uh, from Lair of the White Worm as well. Yeah, I think it's funny. Alright. Another body, another doctor rushes over to see if he can save someone. This man has an enormous moustache. Mr. Kellerman, I presume. His legs are completely stone. Only his legs. 
He looks at you. Oh, he's still alive? Yes. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, am I glad to see you. What, what, what caused this here? Fell. He went mad. Must have been the stones. Stabbed Farquharson. Went after, went after Wu. Uh, just after we got here. The stones? Yeah. Um, probably at this point I'll, I'll basically just like, inject him with a basic antibiotic from the kit, possibly. Yeah, antibiotic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a basic penicillin or something. Just something. Pretty sure. I've been here over a week. Oh. Slowly creeping up my legs. Were you bitten by something? or Some kind of snake thing. Never seen anything like it in my life. It's got some big black mouth and just, it's so fast it bursts out of the ground. Uh-oh. It burrows. Yeah, it bursts out of the ground. Is it there bit. any holes in the ground around here where it would have burst out of? No, don't see any holes anywhere. Mm. It bit um, Kellerman. They're saying it bit you on the... Corridor. It's it's uh, bit you on the first day of, in uh, in the past week, and you've been yeah. sitting here all this Kellerman time. Kellerman and I ran off, and I heard him screaming. I carried on going, and then it popped out of the ground and bit my ankle. And this was about seven days ago, you said. I would think so. I, I, I check him for nutritional vital signs, dehydration. Seems odd. Almost like whatever's in him is sustaining him as well as petrifying his outer, outer surface. Does he have an enormous gun with him? Does he have, are you asking him? He does not have an enormous gun. Mm. Does he have an enormous gun? I like that. Well, this is Kellerman, isn't it? The other guy was yeah. Gru Gruber. Sorry. A bit Gruber, not Kellerman. Uh, so Kellerman's been turning to stone without a bite? No, he's got a bite in his ankle. Okay. Well, you seem to be in remarkably good condition, all things considered. Um, my legs are made of stone. Yes, and you've been here without food or drink for seven days. Most people yeah, don't last three I'd, at I most. I thought I'd have died by now, I have to say. Well, uh, the device that transport us here seems to not be capable of working. We have a professor of our... Of, um, we have a professor here who might be able to fix it. Thomas has a face of it. Ah. Yes. Did course. he chip it off, or did... Did, did he say anything in, in, in particular about what was causing him distress? Was it the um, manifestation within this place? He just went crazy. Mm. I think it was the stone. He did something with it. He said he anyone who could get it. No, the other bit he broke off. He read some of the inscriptions on it, and it did something to him. But uh, he said anyone who can get the hands on that stone can travel back to, through that one we came through, back to the cellar of his house. And he's all Yorkshire when he should be American. Fascinating. So he actually was able to interpret the language on the stone. He read it. Hmm. Well, we will be getting in contact with him, sedating if necessary, 
and we shall get both you and him through the stone into the best medical help. You to the hospital and him to a proper asylum. What about the monster? Um, I think we'll leave that for um, any other game hunters that come this way, shall we say? Oh, but it's dangerous. It, indeed, that's why we should get out of here as soon as possible. Mm. Did anybody manage to get a shot at the monster? Yeah. Um, can you do me a personal skill spend, please? Anyone who wants further information? Uh, so skills like... Let me look. The skill list I of have things. reassurance. Reassurance will work. One point. Sure. I dropped my gun back there somewhere. I tried to get a shot off, but I was running. Somewhere back there by those bushes. Off the main cavern. Oh. Go back look there. You're amazing. Hey? Don't get used to it. He's still amazing. Lindsay has brought me dinner. Or perhaps we should all stay together too for safety. Uh... Um, can I try? Amputation? I suppose. Well, I'll just <laughs> a psycho, psychoanalyst to see his own mental state. Okay. A little, a little bit of assess honesty in there too, perhaps. He seems pretty calm, considering. He's had a whole week to kind of get used to the idea he's going to die, and he's surprised he hasn't died already. He seems optimistic that you're here, that you might actually be able to get him out. But he's also very nervous of this creature that seems to be here, as well as... He's hoping to think that Thomas has been killed by the creature. Can you stand on your stone legs? I can't even move them. And I don't think we'd really we want to put pressure on them anyway. Mm. Make um, so then, uh, we'll um, move you back to the main area here, try and pick up your gun, and then we'll be heading off to see what we can find of Thomas. And shall we? Yes. But any more personal spends? Oh, most of it can tell you. Lens, uh, any skills from the personal skills? Is that the general abilities? Yeah. No, it's going to be in the. It's investigative. Hmm. You look which are which. There's a list of them somewhere. Uh, interpersonal. Assess honesty. Ah. Uh. Bargain, intimidate, oral Sorry. history, reassurance, and streetwise. Oh. I didn't hear yeah. you. Did I, cut out, did I cut out again? Yeah. Okay. It's pretty bad for that this evening. I don't know what's wrong. It's probably a crappy connection. Assess honesty, bargain, bureaucracy, cop talk, credit rating, flattery, interrogation, intimidation, oral history, reassurance, and streetwise. Any of those skills? I have quite a lot of those skills. I will. Um, I'll use a credit rating as a doctor to try and talk more of it. Okay. You talk about doctoral things. Spend me at one point. Yep. He seems nervous about the monster. It says that it attacks straight out of the rocks. Comes at you out of the rock. There's a smell. It smells like horse piss. Just just when it's around. 
It leaves no marking on the rock it comes out of. No, no, when it goes back in. How long were you here before it attacked? Mm, not long at all. We came through. Thomas did that thing with the spell, and then he attacked and stabbed our friend. Wu tried to stop him and got himself sliced up good. And uh, Gruber and I ran off. And when we were running, this thing just burst out of the rocks behind us. That doesn't sound good. Professor, do you still have that egg with you? Oh, um, uh, yes, yes. I'll fetch the egg out of my pocket. It's a big pocket, dude. It's the size of an ostrich egg. Oh, I'll possibly, fetch it out of my... your knapsack. Or my valise, yes. Mm-hmm. He looks nervously at the egg. Was this found here, do you know? That's going to take another point. I'll do it. I've got credit rating seven. You could do oh. flatter. You could do flattery, I think. Mm, yeah, I've got flattery and intimidation and reassurance. <laughs> She's the personal skills woman. I'll flatter him. You tell him how brave he is. I'll stroke his ego. Mm-hmm. He's rock solid, as far as I know. If it wasn't before, it is now. Terribly useful if you could help us to figure out what's going on here and we could get you home all quicker. Thomas had one of those. He took it with him, I think. He said that he wasn't afraid of the monster as long as he had it. He said it wouldn't attack anybody who had one of those. He said it was an egg. I think it might be one of your creature's eggs. Hmm. Oh, most valuable. Lucky for us that we have one, apparently, but um, it's rather odd, and I'm hoping that whatever is in the egg doesn't hatch. Burst forth! Yes. That have you um, terrible news. seen any additional signs of this creature while you've been laying here, or did it leave you alone upon the bite? I haven't seen it, I have to say. You may have heard it from time to time, but I haven't seen it. Occasionally, occasionally I smelled it. I think it comes to check on you. See if you're ripe yet. Ripe? Ready for eating, I'm guessing. I can feel my legs inside. I just can't move them. I wonder whether it's like what a spider does. You know? Wraps you up in some kind of cocoon and then sucks you all up from inside. Maybe we should dwell on that. Maybe we should... Focus on how we're going to get you home. Now, just a question about the whole duration of this. You were completely unable to move upon being bitten? It was... I kind of stayed down here, I have to say. I was a bit scared for a day or so. And then I realized it was creeping up. I didn't want to go back up that corridor because I couldn't walk. It seemed that I kept my legs together. It spread from one to the other across my ankles. Would you rather we let you rest here or we take you back to the main chamber while we search for Thomas and the... I don't want you to leave me alone. That thing could burst out the ground at any moment. He said in a Yorkshire accent. Mm -hmm. Leave you with the other bodies. Bodies? Um, 
Fortunately, you have been the only survivor of the expedition we have found so far. Oh, well. I figured that. Course, that does make you the lucky one. What? You already what? knew that, though, because you said about going crazy and stabbing them. I'd hoped that Wu would survive. Sadly not. I think it's safe to say that Steinbach, you've been here seven days and it hasn't chosen to attack you further means you are relatively safe from that. You've had no water or sandwiches in seven days. No sandwiches in seven days. We, we've, we've been gone over that, yes. yes. Odd. As I said, medical mystery. Um, I'm afraid I must insist that between this creature and the danger um, Thomas has become, that the three of us together is the best thing to um, attempt to get us all back if we can work together. You might just have to hold over just a little bit longer by yourself. Hmm. You had some of that brandy, right? Yes. Perhaps we can leave him a good bit of that. You're oh. leaving him here. I was well, that well, no, again, again, we'll, 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 we're planning to take him back to the main entrance chamber there. You can sit him in that convenient chair. Yeah. Apparently in his partially calcified state, the snake doesn't have any interest in him anymore. Until he's ripe. Yeah, but he does, mate. And as far as we know, there's only one other direction Thomas could be, mm -hmm. which we'll be heading. Heading back up towards there, carrying him between you, you stop in the bushes and find his pistol. Huzzah! Maybe we should leave that with him. I think we should take it with us in case we run into the snake. Mm. Can anybody use it? Yes, I have firearms. So do I, but... Um... Uh. I don't think that from the size of James, would you feel better with your gun? Being described. Of course I would. But I'd understand it if you took it. Is you there any other firearms with you? Yeah. Is there any likelihood that there are more firearms with you? I'm afraid not. Mine was the only gun we brought through, I think. The others didn't carry one. Well, I have to admit, I've never held or used a gun myself, so it's not much good to me. How about the either of you two? Um, I fire him at ten. Oh, that... <laughs> well, I mean, like, like you said, you did do a bit of wilderness stuff, probably some hunting and whatnot. That beats me. I rocked. Well, you so do really indeed up. rock, apparently. Well, it's really up to you then, Jane. Do you well, feel you could use it, or... Should we leave it behind for our patient? Patient. Well, I don't think we're going to be very long, so I suggest we leave it with him. All right, then. And just keep an ear out. I'm... For the sounds of screaming. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for dinner, dear. It was lovely. So we'll have James propped up in the main room on with the chair. Okay. Um, having the gun... Bit of brandy. How many bullets does it have? Well, they shot one out of it. Five? Uh, revolver? 
Yeah. I tried to get a shot off, but just hit the wall as he dropped it. Hmm. That, that would have been a good little forensic thing to have someone had it there and notice a bullet hole in the wall. It was in and amongst the bushes, though, as he was dashing through. I'm going to take another look at the stele since now I know that uh, okay. uh, Thomas was able to actually read this. Mm -hmm. Professor, I'm not sure how much I like you looking at that, knowing what happened to my father. Well, apparently it's incredibly vital for us to uh, understand this to be able to get back home. What seems to be incredibly vital is repairing it. True. So this is just similar to languages I know, but not Yes, you quite. have no idea what it actually says. It's using similar characters, but it's not the same language you know. Mm. Well, obviously Thomas figured it out. Ah, uh, one more thing, James. Mm. Um, the um, train car. Yes. What train the, car? The train car in the East Passage. I never went down there. Ah, I see. There we go, then. No need to answer. He just looks confused at you. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Enjoy the rear brand, you lad. <laughs> okay. You can see up the corridor. What looks like a, a plain wing seems to be jammed across it, so you're going to have to kind of duck under that. And you see a chair at the very top end. Plain wing? Mm -hmm. Is, is there a... The wing of an aircraft. Is there a gap in the wall at all where we can see if there's part of the aircraft sticking out of the outside? It doesn't or? seem to be, just like the wing has arrived here. Hmm. Well, luckily, we la arrived close to the Stella and not... Uh, Land of the Lost! Yeah. Amelia Earhart anywhere close by? Amelia Earhart, she's, she's fallen off the mountain. Marshal Will Holly! <laughs> Any idea of the make? Well, there's, there's quite, it's quite odd if it's an aircraft. They would have had to. Well, I mean, they could have been parked on the ground. Any sign of the make of it and whatnot? Of the aircraft? No, it's the central section of the wing. It's just a white wing. Um, so. All right. Fair there's enough. no markings clearly Not a warplane or anything. No, it doesn't seem to be. You think it's probably some kind of standard prop that would just be kind of flopping about. Under keeping the eye or keeping the nose open for ammonia smells and oh, they're good. Oh, I forgot to give you a thing. A thing. Oh, I'm just a terrible GM. Oops. I'm supposed to do a sanity thing or a stability thing. I think I heard oh, yeah, one. you need to make a stability check for stability for that body that she was aware when we found it. Oh yes. Oh yes, the three point body. six. D6. Mountaintop. This was the guy who's turned to stone. Yes. This is for three points unless you wanted to spend more. Oh. That would have, it wouldn't, wouldn't have helped. So. Three point loss. You're a little bit shaken. Apparently I that's, that's, the, that's the mountain you're on. That's you looking off the side. So it's just a stairway out to the... Oh, the there's, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. It's just like a picture. But it's cool. And there's okay. clouds below you and the However, built this did not have a fear of heights. Apparently not. So, let us reveal what is round the corner. 
<laughs> well, Jane, your tracking skills have been invaluable so far. What direction seems promising? Um, there you yeah, go. Let's all take a corridor. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great plan. I don't know which track looks the most promising. I'm sure Dexter Avenue. Getting up there. You smell something coming from the, the southern corridor. Um, it, smells, like? it smells like rot. Oh. Pharmacy, biology, medicine. It smells like there's, there's a kind of a musky funk of rotting meat. Um, that's not good. Probably where the contents of the refrigerator ended up. Oh, well, maybe. That was, sorry, to the south? Yes. It's the south corridor. That's just keeping an eye on that one, but perhaps avoiding it if we can. No need to arouse this creature if we can avoid it entirely. Well, it sounded like it smelled of urine rather than meaty smells. Regardless, it doesn't smell like anything healthy is that way. I agree. All right. Perhaps the opposite direction. From, yeah, no good ever comes from going in the direction of rotting meat. Heading <laughs> north? Yes. I would suggest yeah. north would be a fine direction. Northwest, yeah. I guess. Northwest. Because what? Looking up Who has sense trouble? Who? Not me. Nope. Oh, they're frozen. Not me. Hello. 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 Doing that a lot. No, mind you, just for you guys, actually. Me and yeah. even connected. Yeah, weird. It must be a crappy Comcast. Oh, by the way, Comcast is shit. Did I ever tell you that? Yeah. So it sounds like we have no sense uh, trouble? Uh, no, I do not have sense danger or trouble. Oh, dear. Okay, in that case... We all die! We all die! Rocks fall. <laughs> Everyone dies. Time to harness my fleen with my conceal and... How do I pop something back onto the G? Oh, there it is. I see it. Um, who's at the back? Oh, Roger. Yeah. I just have. I, I'd probably move off the front, but it doesn't. Everybody hears it. Something bursts out of the ground. In a shower of small rocks, it literally looks like a mouth on the end of a lithe eel-like body. Hold it, lambton worm. That's <laughs> the lambton worm. It is fast, and there's a smell like a cloying smell of ammonia and urine as Present it bursts out of the rock. It kind of darts towards you. There's only an egg, Professor Makepeace. Mm. I'm clutching to my egg. Clutching. Present it. Present it, you idiot. 
Don't Fuck. do it yourself. Use it to protect us, or else we're all going to die. It's coming at you. Okay, we're going to have to go to instant uh, actions. There is no real... You're about to say um, instant death, then, weren't you? Instant death. <laughs> there is no real initiative in this. Basically, who goes first is who seems appropriate. So I would guess it attacking you would go first, unless you can present something uh, to the contrary. Or me yelling at him to present his egg. <laughs> Women are always asking for that. Well, the only thing I would do is it won't get you better grades. Sunlight my doctor's kit in a barrier. Ah, handbags up. Okay, it's a pretty hefty kit. It is a hefty kit. It goes to bite you with its sharp pointed teeth. So I guess we're in combat. First time we've had a fight. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. Where is combat? I oh, know he's terrible. It's just not being positive clues. Inconspicuous clues. Combat. Here we go. Fighting. The aggressor is the first combatant to move against the other. <laughs> Each investigator has a hit threshold of either three, the standard value, or four if the investigator's athletics rating is eight or more. Athletics? Do you have I athletics of eight? I have athletics of twelve, bitches. Nice. Bitches! She's just hard to hit. I, I really don't have any athletics. Um, oh, that's why I should have been doing trying to do first aid stuff earlier. I got <laughs> 20 in it. You've got a big skill in first aid. Uh, the hit threshold is a difficulty number the investigator's opponent must match to beat in order to harm him. Less, comp less competent NPCs may have lower hit thresholds, but cult guards, Gestapo agents, and similar opponents will generally parallel investigator levels. So he's going to go for you with his teeth. So he's going to make his roll of d6. Small numbers. Ooh. Ten. Because he gets a, he plus... Has a plus four. He can't miss. Oh, no. Even if it's four <laughs> threshold, that's... Ah. He bites you. Welcome to Cthulhu. Why does he have athletics? Plus whatever. Who? I thought you were talking about... No, my, my hit threshold is a three, a but even damage. if you have athletics, it's still just like a four. Oh. Or is that Which the damage? Even if... the damage? I'm, yeah. I'm thinking that has to be the damage, because why are you rolling it all? You're right. You're talking it's... about four as a high, and that's a five minimum. You're right. I think that's his damage, actually. I think that's actually the all damage. All against... Weapon, firearm, etc. versus a hit I'm, threshold. I'm, I'm thinking it sounds like you would just roll a d6 versus the th hit threshold, no? You're yes, potentially. I've got it right in front of me. Good. Sorry? Telling you what it is. Oops. The char it, it's about... It says, characters act in order of pool size. Action other than an attack drops you to the end of your order. Roll weapon against weapon, firearm, etc. versus hit threshold. It's, 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 his, it's his scuffling skill. Cover versus my scuffling skill? No, it's against your to hit of four. Okay. So let's just say he spent four of his scuffling points and that's the role he got. Ah. He really wanted to bite me. Okay. Well, he's hungry. So Hopefully damage then. When you roll equal to or over your opponent's hit threshold, you may deal damage to him to do so. You make a damage roll, roll a dice, which is then modified according to the relative lethality of the weapon. So this is the plus four. 
That's not what I'm reading at all. What are you get? What are you reading? I'm reading the thing that I printed out, and it doesn't re- have it. On a, on a, on any hit, roll one d six for damage modified by the type of weapon. Okay. Armor right. subtracts from the damage. Mm-hmm. Right above the small chart. Yeah. Yeah, but. So, so he rolls a d six. His weapon is a plus four. Yeah, for damage. Ouch. Five damage. Better. So that goes, goes off, off my health? of your yes, off of your health. I hope you were a healthy, lad. Not very. <laughs> that first one would have killed me. I'm I'm human. Me too. You <laughs> <laughs> can be pretty angry. Ten. Okay. Now so, five. Subtracted from your health. Uh, you're hurt when you get to zero to minus five. Okay. You can actually go all the way to minus ten, but minus twelve before you die. Good. So, how do we decide who's next? I guess it's you because it attacked you. Let's say. Very good. Um, I'll probably give it a swift kick to its approximate face. Go for it. Its face seems to be bitten. You. So you, your foot feels a little stiff. Where it, it kind of it says it bit your leg. Your leg feels a little stiff. So I'll spend, kick with. I'll yeah. spend uh, two points of scuffling. Every day is scuffling. Scuffling? How do you have such skills? You hit it. Uh, oh, that's good. I hadn't even rolled. What? Oh, oh sorry. I'm, I thought you had. I saw it starting to roll up. You hit it. A uh, fist and a kick is at minus two to damage. So, a d6 minus two? Uh-huh. Hi! That's pretty solid. You kick it pretty pretty sturdily. Of, of course. I grew up with a, a brother. Of course you I got this. Give it a good solid kick, and your foot bounces off its rocky hide. I'm it's time egg. the goddamn egg. Mm-hmm. Are you pushing forward and shoving your, it's, your egg in its face? Yeah. Okay. It backs away from the egg. <sighs> Vanishes into the ground again. Okay, I'm going to be carrying the egg in hand then. Yeah, I'm picking that goddamn egg off you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you can be trusted with the egg. Give me that goddamn egg. <laughs> I... The combat in this is actually very simple, and you can die very, very fast. That's true. I think it's good. Uh, so anyway, so I'm going to go down, open up the kit, disinfect, mm-hmm. tourniquet, both legs. Assumably, it's probably mirrored right away. Yes, no. No. No, it didn't. The guy said that he okay. was sleeping and it crossed from one leg to the other, or he was resting. So, but it, turn it's, hits, it's just it's bit you on, it's bit you on one thigh. You can start to see it graying around there already and feel that it's getting stiff. You think it's you think it's actually it's like stone growing. It's some kind of resin or calcification, um, but it doesn't seem to be organic, um, which is kind of weird. Do I think? It could be quickly cut off as a small wound. Um, maybe if you cut out that lump of flesh, but you'll be doing damage to yourself. That sounds wiser than sucking out the poison. How? How? My, it has a huge. That's that's probably beyond what I would have the tools to do for it. Unfortunately. Right. I've got a kitchen knife. Hardly a medical scalpel. Uh, so again, I'll. You can walk. Choice. You can walk right now. It I, I know. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm wondering. I have again these twenty 
things at first aid. Can this do mm-hmm. anything to help me or get my health can, back? Yeah, you can recover with first aid. I mean, look how it works, how long it takes. You should be able to get some health back with it. Let me see. First aid. First aid. First aid. First aid. You can perform first aid on second aid. That doesn't help. Go to the healing chapter. Course. Oh, let's see. I'm a doctor too, so I'm probably going to bonus don't I? Okay. Blah, 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 blah. First aid. A character with a first aid ability can improve your condition by spending first aid points. For every first aid point spent, you regain two health points. Unless you are healing yourself, in which case, yes, you only regain one health point for every first aid point you spend. I'm a doctor, so I get two. You must be in a position to devote all of this attention to directly tending to your wounds. First aid can only refill your pool to where you were before the scene in which you received this latest injury. So I can get back to four if I want. For example, if you get shot and then someone punches you during the same fight, you can repair both. But if you get shot, run away, get into another fight, and then somebody punches you, you can only heal the punch. So I'm going. So you to could s- spend enough points to actually heal everybody, uh, heal all of the wounds, but you'll still have the the calcification. Yes. Uh, so I will spend two points to go to nine. Then. Okay. You strap up your leg. Yeah, I, I, leg. I got twenty points. I'll sp- I'll spend the spare. I'll spend three points and okay. back to full. You strap up the leg. You you rub on whatever you think you can rub on. Well, in- injection of basic um, antibiotics and. Yeah. Put a tetanus jab in your ass. Okay. What are you doing? Oh, this thing has vanished again. Back to the back to the pits of the GM layer. It has gone. Uh, press on. Heading north again, Never huh? Worry. I'm I'm going to stay quite close to Jane and the egg, giving a little little bit of a glare towards the professor. A stumbling professor. Hey, I brought the egg. Uh, I figured out what it was and how it was useful and told you to present it. I knew to do that. And I'm ultimately far more useful than you are and therefore far more likely to survive. And I'm the one who got bit. Yeah, so you're already dead. <laughs> Whoa! It's probably got at least a week. We live in a world of medical advances and marvels. I'm glad you see it that way. Positive thinking, old chap. Old chap, you're British. I suppose. I've been British all the way through. <laughs> I have no intention of being American. That's so funny. No offense to anybody else. <laughs> I'm terribly good at being British. I should Some totally get the stability point for that. Uh, stability, stability rolls for that worm, by the way. Oh yeah, you probably should. Four point stability loss. Oh god. Uh, let's see. Do I spend two? So what does that mean? We have to roll above. It's it's still a it's we, still four. It's always four. Okay. So it depends. Do you want to spend points to try and improve your chance? So if you spend two points and then still fail, you yeah, lose six, six points because you spent two and then because you're like straining. Left. You can go negative. You just get I a bit quirky. Quite a few. I will spend two points. Yes. And hope this isn't a huge disaster. <laughs> there we go. 
Nice. You did it. Five points. All good. <laughs> it's it's yes. one of those horrible things because it, it 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 gives the players oh yeah just enough to hang yourself. Spend That's right. And uh-huh. still lose them anyway. That's right. So I'll, I'll spend a point as okay. well or one point. Four. Made it. Well, I'm pretty stable. I will spend one point. Okay. I think it's actually a wonderful little mechanic because <laughs> it causes some loss instead of it being all or nothing. Mm-hmm. It kind of it kind of ekes away. Did um, I just lose five points? You lost oh, the one you just oh. spent plus the four you just so yes. uh, lost. Yes, the creature really shook you up. Really shook you up. You have one point of stability left. I started on 12, people. Jane may crack at any moment. It did say that stability was going to drop pretty quick. I've only lost the points I've spent to, to make better stability rolls. Well, there's ways to uh, improve stability. Uh, you can improve stability, I believe, with a little bit of psychoanalysis. Because I have that, you know. I think it takes time, though, is the problem. Uh, uh, you can provide comfort. Ah. You can restore panicked investigators to a state of calm, restore lost sanity points, and treat any long-term mental illness that accrues in the course of their activities. I'm sure I could use my fleeing skill for that. I'm totally sure you could use your fleeing skill to do that, yes. To increase my own stability, at least. (laughs) Psychological triage is what it calls it for using psychoanalysis to recover Oh, great. Another stellar coming up. Hey, look at that. Look at that. Shell shock. Oh, I see. You can actually go negative on your um, instability, I think. So do we lose sanity after our stability gets... Sanity can, only, sanity can only be reduced by a mythos shock dropping your stability pool to zero or below, or you using the Cthulhu mythos ability. Because your sanity, your sanity is a measure of how much you know of the real world. So you can't do it through normal stuff. So okay. that, cre- that creature might be able to do it because it's alien. This this so, is just distressing for us, but it's yes. not rocking the truths of our universe. Yes. Yeah, but stability, you can drop below zero. If it gets to zero to minus five, you are shaken. You can still do your job but seem distracted. You can't spend points from the pools of your investigative abilities. The difficulty numbers for all general abilities increase by one. And then minus six to minus 11 is you are blasted. At the keeper's discretion, you develop a mental illness that stays with you even after your stability pool is restored to normal. You also continue to suffer the ill effects of being shaken. The only actions you can take are panicked flight or frenzied attack on any perceived danger. You may also choose to do nothing colorfully. Gibber incoherently, chant the names of subway stations, freeze into catatonia, etc. Furthermore, you permanently lose one point from your stability rating. And the only way to get it back is to purchase it again with build points. Gets. And then when you reach minus 12, you are incurably insane. You may commit one last crazy act, which must either be self-destructively heroic or self-destructively destructive. (laughs) Or you may choose merely to check out forever in a puddle of drool. Assuming you survive your permanent journey to the shores of madness, your investigator is moved to a nice sunny hospital 
where friends and family can come and visit, and the electroshock makes everything you ever you ever were seem burnt over and far away. Time to create a new investigator. <laughs> so the aim is to stay stable enough that you're above minus twelve, so that you can recover between adventures. Right. Okay. So ahead of you, there is a reasonably large room. And yes, you can. Ambushy alcove. An ambushy alcove. Yeah. In this room, there is a somewhat of a shrine. Some of the strange rocks have been stacked up, and some of the vines have been woven together around a stell carved with ancient and strange runes. In the dying light from the sunshine, these runes look like they're made of glass. Oh. Um, Examine the runes. Uh, anybody got anybody got sense trouble? No. No, we've done that before. Do not have it. Of course, not. of course, he, the once the one skill that'll save us from danger. How of course, of course, you pick it if your own investigators, if you're building your own investigators. Yeah. The um, the looking at it as you enter the room, it seems that the um, cell has bloody fingerprints and on it, and it emits a low electric hum. This one's still functioning, and somebody's jumped to another location, probably with the chip from the other stelle. Several of Thomas Fell's personal effects appear to be here. There is a jacket, a small journal, a blood-encrusted straight razor, his shoes, and a photograph of his boys, kind of scattered around the stell. Examining them, especially the journal and the photograph, flipping to the last pages, etc., his journal appears to reveal his accelerating madness. His writing becomes more fervid, less orderly, and less scientific, accumulating in his eager report of his meddling with the shrine's stell. Um, it appears it, he has, says he successfully cast something. Um, you assume he's talking about magic. And he has absorbed the mystic traveler's keystone and may now travel freely from stone to stone. That's kind of awesome. His journal also reveals that he is in search of additional eggs to take with him on his journey. What do you leave an egg at home? So apparently we have to touch this stone and follow him to wherever it leads to. It appears that he, again, has been caught up in this madness of spells and occult. Um, and has taken perhaps the very shard we seek, either swallowed it or inserted it as a sort of suppository, perhaps. Mm. Any um, reference to his uh, deciphering of the runes? Um, in there. Really? No. Oh, man. It's all kind of crazy talk towards the end. It goes, it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Damn, why am I so sane? I can't understand this stuff. Anthropology, you look that at... That makes the... perfect sense to me. Whoa! <laughs> you look at the shrine, and it seems to resemble an Incan traveler shrine, but the stell more resembles a Viking crossroads marker. The etchings mm. on the surface are much more orderly and complex than those on the stell in the cellar. 
and are likely a complete text rather than simple signage or ceremonial writings. Outdoorsman reveals that someone appears to have been living here, eating the vines and drinking the sap for several days. So presumably non-toxic. At which point, oh, crap. standing up from the corner where he was sitting... Thomas? Thomas. He doesn't have a little pineal thing coming out of his forehead, does he? He is half-naked, grey with grime, and illuminated from within with a glowing red runes in his kind of chest area. Ah! I have become one! One with the stone! Get away! Get away from it! Father, father, get, calm get down. Away. Calm down, father. We're not here to hurt you. We just want to help you. Bring you to safety and get you all better again. Get away! Leave it! It is mine! Calm down, calm down. I'm, I'm going to reach into the doctor's back, kind of get a syringe and probably a sedative and... A sedative. Sedative. I would probably carry one or two things of there in the doctor's kit. I guess you would. <laughs> Again, this is probably still, what, around the time of the Great Binge? You could still get things... Right, right. it's true. Stay away from me! Stay away! I'm just going oh, to give you something that will help you. No! You're just no. embarrassing yourself now. Pull yourself together, man. No! Stay Professor, away! Professor Knox, could you perhaps help hold him down? Are you going to try? I'll assist his son in this. I'm not yeah, putting yeah. away my knife. I, I guess you're going to have to scuffle with him to hold him down. I do not have scuffle. <laughs> this is the unfortunate thing. It's it's like... Yeah. I, I, I have know. firearms. <laughs> Boom! I've held him down for you. <laughs> so he, so okay. So what happens if a person does not have something at all? I guess you could, you, could, you, could, you could try throwing. You could probably do it. You could probably use a skill untrained yeah. without no, without any abilities. I'm guessing. I could try and sneak up on him while he's talking with his son with using my stealth and. So, he's kind of against the wall. You're not going to be that whack, stealthy. Uh, whack him with my knife. Whack the blunt of my knife. Whack him with my knife. <laughs> I delicately whack him with my knife. <laughs> I don't know what happens if you don't have a skill. According yeah. to the forum that I was reading earlier when I was trying to find this, basically yes. you can't do a skill if you don't have it. Okay. If you had a skill... Then You're you just shit at fighting. Yeah, if you had a skill and you run out of points, you can still do it. I see where you're going, Lockhart. But if you... Don't have a skill at all. I, I don't mind do that with some skills, but I mean, scuffling, I mean... Yeah, I would say with scuffling, you probably should be able to do something. Like, I don't know if you just, like, take it to the D6 minus one or something to show that you're bad at it, but... Maybe. Let's uh, let's say minus two to be certain. All right, fair enough. And obviously he's quite equipped at it. So you're going in to try and scuffle with him, Professor. Huh. Minus two. But scuffling, doesn't it need to scuffle? It just needs to sit on him. 
Well, that's the idea, but he's not going to let him, so he's essentially going to fight. How much do you weigh? <laughs> you never said he was a big fat professor. No. But he might he's... reveal that he's a big fat professor now. Ah, <laughs> yes. We're exposing his fatness just now. I, I think I can flee far too well to be too uh, big, though. Uh... You might be very dense, though, right? Mm, Perhaps you were yes. just a good long-distance runner. Well, there's all that stuff in my uh, little valise that I... Uh... Roll it, dude. Oh, boy. Minus two, you said? Minus two. Four. Hey! Okay. That's about as, as best good as, as I can do. do. You grab hold of him. He attempts, he attempts to bite you. Nice. Can I give him a good old-fashioned 1930s slap? He's better scuffling to do so. Oh, jeez. Oh, God, I'm rolling a d20. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little. A bit. Seven. He bites you. But a bite, I think, is only... Can I interpose my kitchen knife in the way of his bite? No. <laughs> no I think a bite is probably going to be minus two, the same as hand attacks. Small. As long as he hasn't developed stone venom. We need to get him to pass that stone. <laughs> Did it again. Sorry. Too used to writing D20 in there. I know I am. One point of damage from a bite. Get off me! He's hot to the touch. Literally burning hot. I will get up there and inject him with the sedative then. Okay. Um, make me a, I don't know, a medicine check? I guess he's kind of held down, but he's struggling. Oh, will you, will you use medicine kind of as an attempt to hit him in a kind of get the needle in? But those, you know, but that's when he's being held down. Madhouse. Yeah, but oh, it's well, being held down by a guy who can't fight and he's fighting back. But he succeeded. Not, he's not immobilized, though. He, he did succeed and he didn't do any damage. He did, but I mean, he's grabbing on to him. I will let you get in there. You can do it. You inject him. Okay. What are you injecting him with? A sedative. Sedative. Okay. He's burning hot. Get off! <laughs> I always hated you. You're that stiff one. Are these runes all around him, or are they... Uh... No, they're centered in his chest. Mm, he seems to be suffering from an incredibly high fever as well. Yes, he has glowing red runes on his chest. From the inside. Similar to the runes on the stella, I assume? Yes, very similar to those. What do I have that's any good here? Father, did you swallow the stone piece? I'm one with the stone! One with the stone! If you're going to look up his various orifices, I might... He seems to, to be things. starting to pant and kind of settle in. He's settling down a little as the drugs take effect. Hmm... Uh, I'll kind of feel his stomach a bit, see if I can't... Like, we, we know the rough size of this thing, don't we? It's about two to three inches long. I'll pay well, probably more, but probably five, four to five inches long. And it's kind of chopped off the side, so it's kind of a, almost like a sliver, and about an inch or two wide. Yeah, so I'll kind of feel around, see if I can't feel inside his stomach. Okay. You feel around with medicine, it doesn't... 
You think you can locate the stone, but it doesn't seem to be in his stomach. His chest near the rune? Is it? It's it's underneath the runes in his chest. So I think like underneath the ribcage? You have no idea how it's got there. This isn't good. I don't know how it's got there, but it would require fairly major open chest surgery to remove this. And I don't have the resources to do this here. Can't take it out. It's mine. We can't get the resources without the stone. Indeed. It's mine. How do you become one with the stone? Drunk doctor? Or... Magic! Use the ritual! You don't know. You haven't seen. Professor, Jane, you're the ones who know this sort of magic. Is there a way that we can get this out of him? Um, I'm going to go with you're the doctor, <laughs> so you should be able to answer that. You're, you're asking me to cut into my father in a unsterilized environment with I'm not asking materials. You you're the best well, shot he's got. Um, I wouldn't know where to start with this. No, I'm gonna... You, you, not said that you, you said that you had discovered the secrets of them and had activated them, right? So you can use it even without the shard as part of it, yes? I am one with the stone. You are not taking it from me. You'll have to kill me to get it out. I'll filch the stone from him. <laughs> be interesting. Well, we did observe last time that when Nox touched the pillar, uh, it's transported all of us. Carry Perhaps my father acts as the missing piece and can touch it and activate it anyway and transport all of them in the room back to the house. Why go backwards when we can go forwards? See because more you are not worlds. well. Beautiful, bizarre worlds. You Look need at the medical creature. attention. The mouth in the stone. Look at it. It is beautiful. Do, I need to Do you remember the men that you brought with you? They are just chaff cast aside in my becoming. You hurt your friends. Did no. you knock him all the way out with your uh, drugs? You did. <laughs> knock him all the way out. One no, of they were nothing. <laughs> nothing. Hollow, empty, pointless. I, if, if, if Hal is all right with me having it, what? I would be knocking him all the way out probably at this point. Yeah, I'm if you inject what you would consider to be a significant dose that would knock some more conscious, and his temperature just seems to go up a little, he's calm. Ah. Kind of frozen. Palmer? Huh? Sorry. You froze oh. in the middle of the calmer. Did I? I'm sorry. Yes. Um, he is. His temperature goes up a little. And the chest runes ebb. He's calm from the drugs, but he's not unconscious. They sustain me, boy! The fever seems to be interfering with his ability to react to the drugs. Always too limited in your view. Your brother was so much better. He would understand. He would come with me to see the worlds beyond this one. 
He's the one that doesn't seem to care enough that you're missing to show up. Now, uh, Professor... I am not missing! Me? I am here! I, I think I we shall with the stone. try to take him back to the um, obelisk and see if that can't possibly bring it back to activity, just being in proximity with the piece. I will Trust not me. go! It is banal. I'm not returning. Dragging him along. I will not activate it for you. You cannot do it without this stone. I will not help you. You're dragging him back. Yep. Okay, let's move you all. Mm. I like his little picture. I might have a picture of him. I have a picture of what he used to look like before. Let's see. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Ah. So is he bald now? He's just crazy. Okay. Crazy makes your hair fall out. Keep that crazy away from me. I think the recorder has stopped. No, no. What? Oh, it hasn't. It may not have done. It may just have been that loading that has just made it stutter a little. It's okay. It's fine. We may have a little dip in the audio there as that picture came up. You. So, we're dragging him all Where are you? Go a long um, way. You managed to make it all the way down there, huh? <laughs> Safely. It's clever. I like that. Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> you get to about here, actually. Okay. So I'm guessing you guys are either side of him. I'm guessing you have the egg up front. Yeah. I'd almost have her actually behind us, because that seems to be, as far as you know, where it's attacking from. Okay. Behind it is. Okay. Oh, boy. Ruby. Which, of course, now will attack from the front. Of course yes. it will. It's not stupid. I'm using Thomas as a shield if it comes at me. <laughs> you would as well, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Ah. Ah. No, you, you just re revealed it from the GM there. That's, like that's the point. It bursts out of the rock in front of you. Ah, Behold the beauty of the mouth in the stone! Jane, egg front and center. <laughs> I don't know that I can get Dodging past. towards you. I try and slip behind Thomas and push him forward. <laughs> at it. You're such a shit. <laughs> it charges forward. It's actually, while it's moving forward, it's almost merging with the rock on the sidewall as well. It doesn't seem to bother it at all. It's phasing through as it passes down. That's a very interesting... I conceal myself behind Thomas. It dips underneath you and pops up. It dips kind underneath of, who? It From dips underneath, underneath the whole... Flowers. It kind of dips oh. underneath the three of you and pops up kind of in the middle of everybody. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And it takes a snap at the professor. It spends four points of scuffling. Pretty sure the last of my sanity is about to leave building. It bites him. See if the stone protects him from that. No, it oh. bites the professor. That's you. Oh. For eight crap. points. 
Uh, I think that just put me in negative, so... Uh... Are you down to negative? You're hurt, then, I think. You're just like, yeah, sucks to be whoever that is. Oh, shit. Yeah, sucks to be that dude. Oh, shit! <laughs> that was about fantastic, I have to say. Um, if your pool is from zero to five, you are hurt but you've suffered no permanent injury beyond a few superficial cuts and bruises and the fact that you're starting to turn to stone. However, the pain, the pain of your injuries makes it impossible to spend points on investigative abilities and increases the difficulty numbers of all tests and contests by one. Right. Well, I'm in the negative, so I'm guessing I'm dead. No, no that's what I just read. Oh, I thought you said zero to zero five. Zero to negative five. Okay. Who's doing what? You holding the egg out? Mm-hmm. It literally seems to be ignoring you. Oh. It's okay. totally concentrating on the... And it's also ignoring Thomas. It's He's one with the stone. solely concentrating on snapping around him to get at the other two. Hmm. What, are you, what are you doing? Scuffling. Put him down. Scuffling! <laughs> no, drop, 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 drop your father. Are you a mad woman? He's my dead father. It's protecting him. It's attacking you. It's attacking everyone so far. Four people if you haven't been counting. Put him down. I guarantee you it will help. Scuffling two points. You can't hold him while you're scuffling anyway, so... I probably let go when I got bit. You can't fight and hold on to a guy. I beg to differ. You can kick quite well, and that's most... (laughs) You're holding on and kicking. Okay, fair enough. You're, it's a little ungainly. I always laugh when I see men kicking. Sorry. When, like, <gasps> fight, <gasps> having, like, scraps and stuff, and they start, like, kicking at each other. It's, like, the most unmanly thing ever in the world. But effective. <laughs> Come it on, is. Doctor. Uh, that's a hit. Ooh, four. Another four points. Kick him squarely again. Your foot bounces off its rough hide. I'm going to... Professor? Push out it. So I can't use investigative, but I can use general, or... Yes. Everything's also one harder now. I'm going to push... The old... I'm going to push Thomas to try and get him away from his son. Okay. So you're going to try and kind of move forward with the egg and kind of grab him and move him past everybody. Yeah. Just... Okay. I'm what are you? Are you fleeing? I'm fleeing forward, and I'm going to try and see if I can get the gun from the okay. German pants guy. You dash forward. You know that's a fair point. Should, did, would we have set him up so that he could see down this tunnel and stuff? Should we set him on that chair? He was on that chair. Yeah, we did put him on the chair. We, we didn't put the chair where it should have been, but <laughs> I thought that's what we were doing. As a the professor guy. dashes forward. You round the corner and see that he is missing most of his upper body. It's like it's been chewed away. Oh, lovely. You can make me a stability test. The gun lies on the floor. Uh, What the heck? We'll burn another point of stability. Oh, wait. That's not an R. (laughs) Five. That's good enough. You're not that crazy right now. I'm just going to say... If, if the only way out is killing the father and they make one of the people a doctor with a Hippocratic oath and duty as his drive, 
Uh-huh. They were not planning well for this adventure. It's a good one. I like it. It's good. That, that's why I might have to shoot you also, but... You know. <laughs> um, so, are you pushing through them? Are you letting your dad go? It looks like um, Jane is trying to take him down the corridor with the egg. No, I'm just... I'm not doing that. I'm literally just shoving to get him away oh. from his... Okay, you're separating them. them. Yeah, to get them separate. Okay, Jane kind of pushes forward and kind of muscles through the... And with athletics of 12, I'm pretty sure I can probably... Do you have scuffling? No. That's a shame. But I have athletics of 12. Okay, I can let you do a roll for athletics. I think that's fair. She's not trying to hit me. She's no, not... she's just trying to run through you and kind of buffet you both out of the way. So I'm just sp- trying to use a shove. You can spend points on athletics on a roll. So okay. you can spend points of athletics to kind of shove him away. I'll use three points of athletics. Okay. It's so you're um, aiming for a four. Good. There we go. Shoo-hoo! Okay, your father goes kind of... Jane pushes forward, pushes him kind of further down the corridor. So she'll probably... Kind of, she almost like a bull rush, I suppose. Yeah. Shoves him back. I just... It's a desperation thing. I'm just trying to separate them. The mouth in the stone takes a snap at the doctor... It Go spends, away and leave me alone. It spends two points. Oh. You froze uh, again. Two points of scuffling. That wasn't a freeze. That was me typing. Okay. I didn't actually... I don't know how it knows I'm typing, because I touched the key. I didn't actually tap it. So it's clearly not listening to the sound. Oh, it misses the doctor. Snaps yes. at the air. Okay. Um, Felt you please. Again. Huh? Oh, I'm filching that gun. You're filching the gun. Okay. You dash over and grab the gun. It's still I... ignoring the, the. It's still ignoring Thomas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as far as we know, he has an egg of his own. He's naked. Uh, I'm. He well, he inserted one one stone item into his body. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an egg of his rectum. <laughs> rectal Pository. egg. Rectal uh, egg. The doctor will probably. Um, Put your hand on my egg. Go, yeah, he'll probably go very close as possible to Jane. Put a hand on the egg. Um, yeah, do that for now. Okay. The the thing disappears into the ground again. Can't you can kind of, my egg. There's a smell as it. You can almost feel the ground under you shake, and it bursts out into the room here. Look! How do you like that fleeing now, Professor? <laughs> Uh, Professor, it bursts out of the ground behind you. I attempt to empty the gun into it. You so shoot it. You've got to get to him really quick. Yes. Firearms. Yes. Uh, can I burn two points of my firearm pool? And... You can. For an eight. That is a very solid hit. Uh, a firearm. Let me see. Small improvised batman. Pistol. It's a straight D6 roll. Is it a pistol? I seem to recall this being a very large pistol. Yeah. Just a revolver. The mustache was You're... large. Yes. Oh, it's a plus one. It's a heavy gun, we'll call oh, it. Oh, so five then, I guess. Okay, you shoot it. It kind of, you see a small mark on its skin, but otherwise doesn't seem to be particularly effective. It bites you. Of course it does. Okay. Uh, uh. It spans two points of scuffling. 
Six, it hits you. This is going to hurt. For nine damage. Okay, I'm at minus 11 then. Oh dear. 11! You are one off dead. Let me check how particularly upset you are right now. At minus 6 to minus 11, you are seriously wounded with no actions possible. Make a second consciousness test. <laughs> you must make a consciousness roll, which is... Oh, apparently we should have done that when you went negative as well. Oh. Uh, when it does, you make a consciousness. Roll the dice with the absolute value of your current health pool as your difficulty. Oh, that, that sucks. I just lost my... um tabs with the access to my character sheet, because I... Anyway, right. What? What happened? Oh, I closed my, my character sheet. Oh. I, I lost the tabs up above with the uh, uh. ability to get to it. So, you need to roll a d6 with consciousness okay. uh, in an attempt to get over an 11. It's based on your health pool. Uh, <laughs> Which is negative 11, okay. Yeah. So he's so unconscious. D6 so minus you're 11. unconscious. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Yeah. That's nice. You can spend health to stay conscious, <laughs> but you'll be pushing yourself further into further towards death. That's kind of nice. Okay, so, yeah, you need first aid. <sighs> Until you receive first aid, you lose an additional health every half an hour. So you're going to be dead in half an hour. <laughs> so you pass out. It's over. The, the I flee world, consciousness. The snake vanishes again into the ground. We need to leave this place rather urgently. Uh, so what is Thomas doing then? Is he just on the ground or what? He's just he... sat there. Okay. I will not help you. That is the wrong, wrong column. We need to use the other one. I take off my scarf and gag him. No offense, but I think that we need he to... He wets himself and tries to catch you in most of it. He does what? He wets himself. That's delightful. I'm going to drag him over into the room proper, holding okay. on to the egg, and then kind of, well, with Jane, kind of go over to do some extensive first aid on the professor. Um, anyone entering this room can make me a stability check for seeing the torn to pieces body of uh, poor old Mr. Kellerman. Haha, <laughs> too late. Me out of the building then. <laughs> so, not did, you say it was, did we say it was a potential loss of four thing? I believe so. Yeah. Well, I'm currently at one. I will spend two points. So you need to get a four or more, little dude. I got. Two. You lose four, and the doctor is fine. I am um, not, can not see, fine. You can I, see I'm inside now. <laughs> you can see inside of the hole where it was. His insides were clearly sucked out by the thing. <laughs> He's like hollow almost. We're missing his head, and then kind of hollowed out inside. I am. Now, how whoop 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 are you? I am bordering on blasted. Oh. I'm almost fight or flight. We, we said auto-hypnosis can't do anything short-term? No. Not okay. short-term. You'd have to sit and talk to her. The psychoanalysis, and it will take time. 
Catch be like, you'll be fine. That's not gonna leave. work. We need to leave now. We need to go now. Now. Pouring a leave. whole bunch of Leaving. first aid into the professor. Now. You're pouring first aid into the professor. We need to okay. leave now. There is, there's no. If I do. Wait, so, okay, so I get three for each I spend on him. Yes. And that all came from the last combat. It was all the last wound. What's the last, last, yeah, the last combat, you're right. Yes. Okay. First so... aid and serious wounds. A character with first aid ability can stabilize your condition by spending two first aid points. However, he can't restore your health points. Even after you receive first aid, you must convalesce in a hospital or similar setting ah. for a period of days. So you so, can, I so think you can spend one point to make him, you, you can spend one point to make him stable, but he's, he has to spend time in a hospital okay. recuperating to actually get the points back at this point. Well, then, then I will spend the one point, but so he's mm -hmm. just unconscious and useless now? Yeah. Like before, but unconscious. <laughs> Except for unconscious. <laughs> I, I move him over, hmm, I, I think I will leave the body uh, of the American Mm -hmm. Because I think that's maybe would be just too disturbing as opposed to the comfort the families might get to the other bodies. The half body. Unless he's missing a head and he's hollowed out inside. I'll move the professor over to the other bodies. <laughs> Jane seems somewhat distracted, kind of slightly <laughs> slightly away where she used to be. So we're gonna leave now. Three. Right. Thomas. Father. The train I am one with the stone! I'm going to slap him and say, activate. Here's the thing. I'm not the one with intimidate. <laughs> you shove his rune chest into this. <laughs> uh, does, does not Jane have intimidate? I do. I'm not feeling very intimidating right now, though. Oh, you're not insane. It's only your stability, not your sanity. No, I'm severely shaken to the point that I'm like literally about to run away. She's pretty close to dashing off. I I have gone from twelve to like minus. Four. I've gone from seven to zero. Minus five. <laughs> minus, I'm at minus five stability. I like how you're spiraling downwards. I think that's pretty. I think thing was pretty sane, weren't you? I was actually. Oh, I just Jane, cut that back. Cool. Calm down. Just calm said his arms torn off. We need off. to work together, and we need to we need. father to activate need. the pillar. He's, pointing, he's trying to leave. his way back up the northern corridor. I have six stability. Hold him by his neck or whatever remains of his hair. He's we pointing need. up the corridor. Who is? We need to get Thomas. Him. Why is he pointing up the corridor? He reaches up and pulls the gag out of his mouth. You need to use the other one! And where yes, does that and go? Go further into this weird occult fantasy of yours. I don't think so. This one won't work anymore. Why? I, I seem to recall saying that you could activate it if you wanted to. Yes! This one won't work anymore. Why? Because I won't activate it for you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the other one doesn't lead back home, does it? Maybe if we cut you open shows. and take out what's in your chest, we won't need you to activate it anymore. Try it. Fine. I'll find a knife. <laughs> <laughs> if there is a straight razor up in the other room. 
Well, I had a kitchen knife with me that I. Oh yeah, and there's a kitchen knife next to the professor. That, and then I'll use intimidate. Okay. You attempt intimidate him. I'm not going to really put him. Really? Yeah. I guess this would be a a contested role. How 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 sane are you? I'm sane enough to know that I wouldn't quite want to cut him open. Quite want to, maybe a little bit. But I am also insane enough to want to try anything to get home and away from this nightmare. Nightmare! Home tests. Tell me how to get home or I will cut out your heart. <laughs> you can make a roll using intimidation. Spend points, spend points. Oh, boy. There are points being spent, I'm guessing. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, this, like, unless I'm at, like, a, a huge native stability myself, I honestly can't justify a reason how I could consider harming my father, even as sane as he is. No, you probably wouldn't. But you can probably see that I'm... Oh, oh no, I'm, I'm, for both story reasons and the fact that I am at zero stability, I'm kind of letting you... If, if you were to stab him, I might go along with it to a certain degree, but... I would, I would have harmed my father, especially if there was an artifact in him. Yeah, I would have. You rolled a seven, right? Do it, then! Do it! Go on! Take the stone if you want it! You can become one with the stone! It is beautiful. I will not go back! I just want to go home. Then take the stone. Or come with me. You're not going home. How about you send us back, then you can go whatever you want to go. Yeah, that... We have a man here who needs serious medical attention, and three others whose families are going to want to know what happened to them. I don't care. All that... I left that life behind. But we didn't... You kept the picture of me and Kenneth. If you have no shred of yourself left, do it for us. Ah, you're the weak one. He would have come with me. You won't come. We didn't choose to do this. You did. Let us go home. We need to use the other one. I don't believe you. Why would we use the other one? This one is broken. The other one won't go back home, will it? I do not know. Then why not use it? Well, this one came here. This is home. We could travel from here. Why have you not traveled already? I was waiting. I had to finish the, the attunement with the stone. You're a liar. You can't travel with it, can you? I can take it with me, yes. It's the only way I can travel. So you need someone with you? No, just the stone. I just needed to recuperate after the ritual. Don't listen to him. He doesn't know anything. He can't get us home. Just leave him here. We'll find our own way home. I'll show you. No. Not interested in anything. Prove it. Prove you can operate this stone. I bet you can't operate this one. I bet you can't do anything at all. 
No. Sad man lost his own mind all alone in here. I can't operate no this one. No power at all. You're all right. Occult knowledge. Nothing that you actually think you know is true. Why would we want to go backwards when we can go forwards? Because that's true power. Yes, going forwards. I don't care about control. I want to see things. Yes, but Everything. anybody meander forward and get lost in this. The real yes. control comes by proving that you can control where and when you're going. Maybe I will be able to one day. Yeah, maybe. I doubt it very much, though. You never really did seem to have a perfectly solid grasp on everything. What's things first doing? <laughs> He's come. Well, I mean, I, 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 we're in this unfortunate deadlock because there's no way my character or Lindsay's is going forward. So, so really, we're just waiting for the snapping point where one of us kills him. Mm. He sits or down on the ground. You fall asleep and drop the egg. You'll have to sleep eventually. I haven't slept in seven days. I'm pretty sure he has stuff in his bag that can remedy that. Doesn't seem to be working that well so far. Uh, but he's just son. He's holding back. I don't have to do that. And I know nothing about medication. You're all talk. The stone will protect so, me. You would let your own son die for your own ambition. No, you can come with me. And turn to stone in a few days. That would be terrible, I'm sure. I've been outside matching your inside. You haven't been to see me in over a year. You don't care. You're busy just being a doctor. Isn't that so important? Look at the wonders of the world that you've given up. Unlike to you. To treat coughs and colds and sniffles. And have a good wife. And working on having a son on the way, hopefully. How tremendously interesting. Now, I've got places to go, if you'll excuse me. He stands up and starts walking towards the northern corridor. I really... Oh. He's frozen. Oh, you froze. I'm here. You froze. What did you say? You were fine. I said uh, that I really disliked his father. <laughs> I continue to lay on the ground. That's good. <laughs> At least you're not bleeding to death. <laughs> you may wish you were in a minute. Are you stopping him? I probably... <laughs> Can't also, be unconscious when the snake. Well, comes what did deep. you say? Your what did you say? Your firearms was? Uh, oh, my firearms, pretty good. Ten. I, I think there's a, a gun lying on the ground quite near. There is a gun lying on the ground. Stop encouraging me to shoot your father. <laughs> it's not too much of a win. If you want your father dead, you kill him. <laughs> I am bigger, not bigger, bigger. You two should bury. You want him dead, you kill him. He carries on walking up the road. I don't passage. have good... I have no firearms. Find another... You've got a bag full of drugs. That aren't throw, working on Throw him. scalpels. Open a vein. Let him bleed out. He continues walking up the northern corridor. No, <laughs> Better I'll, stop I'll, him. I'll go up and, 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 again, try and grab him again. You aren't going anywhere until you send us back. He punches you. Oh. 
don't separate from the egg. Sorry, I can't yeah, say I'm that. Gonna, I'm unconscious. No, I was already about to say, I'm going to not let him get too far away. A six will hit you. And I have picked up the pistol. Uh, for one point of damage, a solid punch to the nose. Let me go. More of a really girl slap at that kind of damage, I guess. Thomas Fell, if you lay one more finger on your son, I'm going to shoot you in the head. He's mine to discipline, woman. He's not a child. Yes, he is. He's my child. Ah, uh, scuffling back. Scuffle away. Oh, just, no, no points. Just, okay. I cock the pistol. <laughs> They're now fighting. Like girls. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a hit, Doctor. I punch pretty good, all things considered, yeah, right? Two points of damage, it's a solid hit. Ha! He staggers back a little. Send us back. No, you don't care about me. You only care about yourself and your pathetic life. You're the one who's only caring about himself. I was fine. You came you're here. You're putting I... yourself over the lives of four other people, first I of all. And now you're all son. You can ask them to come with you, and look what you did to them. What did I do? You killed them. Two of them. Yeah. The other ones you left for that monster to find. It's not a monster. It's beautiful. It's twisted your mind. You know what we're going to do when we do get home, don't you? He carries on walking slightly up the corridor. I'm not, I'm not letting him walk. Okay. And we're going to kill He's it. He's attempting to pull away from you up the corridor. We're going to kill it and chop it up and burn it. Can't see much success in that so far. Oh, we'll be back with enough people. I'm gonna, if, if, if he's not fighting back, I'm, I'm going to pull him and punch him again. Check, go for it. You hit him. Oh. <laughs> you bounce off his very manly chin. He punches <laughs> you back. If he raises his hand to Roger again, I am going to... He hits you. Right you punch. Pretty good with the pistol. For three damage. That's a solid hit. Roger, you need to stand back. He's not your father anymore. You hit like your mother. Where is your mother? I don't know. <laughs> Presumably died at some age. Maybe your mother's the snake. <laughs> that would make this one of your, like, siblings. Siblings. He's no, I'll, 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 keep, I'll keep the scuffle up. Roger, stand back. There's scuffling occurring. You can not your father. We need you to him. out of his misery and move on. You do not no very well. He punches you back. I turned ripe. He hits you. <laughs> <laughs> Two damage. He seems to be a better scuffler than you. Okay. I pull the trigger. You firing? Firearms roll. You can spend points if you wish. Are you spending anything? Yes. What are you spending? Four. Four! <laughs> you hit him. I do. It's a plus one to damage. I actually find it pretty odd that a gun is not instantly lethal. How do you damage? You can D6, shoot people in a lot of places uh, that it's going to kill them. D6 plus one. Yeah, yeah, you can shoot them in the legs and what have you. It actually, there is a bit of a discussion in it about guns and lethality. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's an optional rule where they can be more lethal. 
1d6 plus 1, did you say? Yes. He staggers a little backwards, kind of glares at you. Do you like me to do that again? It's the only way you'll get this stone, woman. Very well. He starts to to wander up the corridor. He's bleeding quite a bit. He's not wandering up the corridor. He's He's trying to. He can try, but he's not going. He scuffles you again if you're holding him back. I shoot again. Four hits. Hang on. One point of damage. What have you got left? You must be pretty healthy. I healed myself up to full. Uh, He's been whittling away what you got uh, left. Three out of ten. Not bad. You shooting again, Lens? Yep. Firearms. You missed. Ding. Scuffle. No, 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 you hit. He doesn't have the athletics. Hey. You hit. Damage. Kind of falls to his knees. Seems to be bleeding quite a lot. Don't make me shoot you again. He's still conscious. He's conscious. You know I will. You've been shot twice. If you send us back, we can get you medical attention, and then you can go back wherever the hell you want. The stone will protect me. I'm not doing a great job so far. (laughs) Look out, I'd say exactly the same thing. (laughs) You've never understood. He goes to bite you. (laughs) Ah! He misses, but he goes to try. I can score with him. That'll be a scuffling. That'll be weapons check. No, that'll be athletics, wouldn't it? Weapons, I think, is weapons. the skill. I think would be good. Weapons. They You're using weapons. it as a weapon, like a little club. I don't have weapons. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Good pistol whip him. He's pretty injured. <laughs> you hit Not him. Three, three is oh, good. Oh, okay. How much does that do, then? D6 minus one. We'll call it an improvised weapon. He falls stone dead to the ground. Make me a sta- make me a stability check. <laughs> everyone? No. Well, yes, actually, everyone, because you've just seen your father murdered before your eyes, and Lindsay's just <laughs> killed a man. I was doing it to protect him. He I understand that, but that. still, you know, you've just killed a guy. Uh, what are we calling this? A potential loss. My is... stability is at minus five currently. Uh, Do I have to add anything or minus? Uh, you actually, actually it makes it harder. Everything's yeah. harder. So how, what do you I can do? spend stability in order to try to pass this test. You're minus one on the roll for being. And you're, yeah, you're. It's it's technically it's difficulty four, but you're going to be difficulty five because of the fact that you're already. A bit cray-cray. Okay. I the table well, honestly, me. I'm not sure you would spend anything because I'm you're already a minus one. Well, it, oh, here we go. Incident. Let's see. You kill. You kill someone in cold blood. Not okay. cold blood. That was not cold blood. 
Okay. It's not cold blood. He technically threw the first punch. Yeah, there's a difference between punching someone and shooting them twice. And um, then... he's hey, it's not cold blood, though. Alright, let's call it four, then. You kill someone in a fight, three. Whatever, hmm. it's, some, it's more like that. It's, not... it's, yeah. a, it's a three for you. Uh, you see a friend, loved one, or source of stability killed in a particularly gruesome manner. No. Uh, for Lockhart... For Lockhart, for Lockhart, it's a six. Oh. Why is it a six for me? Uh, you see a friend, loved one, or source... Actually, it's, a, it's, a, it's also a... It's actually a six for Lindsay, too. I, I was going to say, yeah, it would be a six for both of us. Because of friends, loved one, or source of, instabili- source of stability killed is yeah. a six. I think you should knock one off that, though, because we've both just spent the last five minutes discussing how we're going to have to He's still him. a source of stability for you. He was. Okay, so well, what am I rolling? That's all I want to know. Yeah, you're rolling against a five for you. No, what do, you... what do I have to... That's a d6. Minus one. No, do I add or minus anything? Minus no, no, one. It's not minus one, it just makes the difficulty harder. Oh, okay. You fail, you lose six stability. That was happening anyway. Lock okay, up. so I am permanently gaga. Okay, you actually so put you down to. So it's a four? Uh, I'm down to minus 12. <laughs> Lindsay goes permanently insane. She beat me to it. But I did technically save Lockhart's life first. Weren't you, didn't you say you were at a minus five? Yes, but then I, so how many, I got six. So that should be, put you at minus eleven. Oh yeah, minus eleven. Ha <laughs> Hey, you're only okay. blasted. Yes, minus eleven. I think I have my, my <laughs> you can push that stone out now. Uh, Alright, so... Then just to avoid it all, I'm just going to spend three points of stability. Mm-hmm. So that'll automatically make my minimum of four. Right. Uh, which will put me at minus three. Huh? What are we doing? Oh, you're, down, you're going down to minus three on purpose. <laughs> as, a, as opposed to risking minus six? Yeah, do it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, like, do I even need to roll? There's no, no you don't. Fail, so. You do not fail. You're just down... You're also a little bit. You're shaken too. Actually, by going shaken, you need you, you can potentially fail by rolling a one because your difficulties go up. But I wasn't shaken when I started. Doesn't matter. You spend before you roll. Oh. <laughs> okay. So the exertion is technically what you exert okay, so, and then add to so the if, roll. So what? So if I roll a one, it's an automatic fail. If you roll okay. one, you'll get a four and not a five. You okay, spend, well, then I'll spend four points. You could spend four points. points. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. All right. Get, get an automatic success. So you do. You're shaken, too. Shaken! And Lindsay is um, well crazy at this point. <laughs> it's fine, Jane. It's fine. Whatever was left of Thomas <laughs> Fell was... <laughs> died. Apparently, your options are flight or uh, flight, flight or fright. No. Gib- gibbering, chanting. Right. Gen- read it again, Hal. Flight or no. fight. No. Read it again, Hal. Flight or fight. Okay, that's not what you said the first. Time. No, it's not the first time. <laughs> oh, you also lose a permanent point from your stability rating. Yes. 
which is nice. That doesn't matter. Okay. Characters are lying on the ground. Your father is dead. What are you going to do? Well, I think we should probably right. open up his chest, take what Died we need. Died a long there. time ago. Whatever caused it was this thing in his chest. I agree. Let's take the stone and go. Go, 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 go. Twitching, blinking madly, going over to the professors, grabbing the knife. It's going to take a stability test to cut your father's corpse apart. You know that, right? Yeah, just give me the knife. I can do it fine. Or doing it will, well, doing it will result on, in... I'm a doctor. I appreciate that, but there's a difference between doing surgery and tearing out a piece of stone from your dead father that you just witnessed die. I take the knife from him. I, I, I think this my damage stone, from that is already from the before I'm suffering, though, no? This, True, stone but this is, is a slightly different... This is corpse about. mutilation. Oh? Huh? I was... Kind of talking. Sorry, sweetie. <laughs> this stone is the only thing stopping me from going home, correct? Correct. Not a problem, then. I can <laughs> get this stone. You'll, even Easy. you, even you will have to make a stability check. Well, I'm, I'm not going to tear it, just the knife is the sharp instrument. I, I understand what you're saying. Let's just say the stability loss is two, and go from there. I'll make just the roll, then. If it's not under the ribcage, you don't have to cut fire, at least. That's it would be under the ribcage. You roll the three, that's yeah. going to be the loss of a two. Does that push you down to blasted? Is that minus five? It's minus... Oh, sorry, minus yes. six? Yes. And I am blasted. So you're both kind no, of... No, blasted is minus six to eleven. That's where he is. Yeah. Um, and are you watching this process, crazy, 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 crazy Jane? I'm not not watching it. So See, I, have, make... I have a hard time... Of this, after everything, doing anything. Yeah. What do you mean? We've seen far more grisly... That's irrelevant. How it works is all, it's based on individual acts it's, and individual it's, it's, experience. Well, I understand that, but there's a certain point where you just get shell-shocked and you don't care to certain... Actually, there is a rule for shell-shock. Yeah, and we should be in it. Uh... There should come a point where the things that we're doing aren't affecting us as much, because... Daddy, just hunker in the corner and don't take actions. You are haunted by dreams of the incident and spend days in a constant state of anxiety and alert, as if prepared oh, no. to tests to see if your symptoms of shell shock. Yeah, you're still sucking it up, kids. Whenever your senses register any input reminding you of the incident, you make a stability test, difficulty four, or freeze up. If you freeze up, you're unable to take any action for 15 minutes and remain shaken for 24 that's, hours. That's not that. That's like the post-stress thing. We're yes. talking like just being desensitized at this point. Which... You can get desensitized. Oh, that would be the effect of. It's been rather we, rapid, we could, though. We could, yeah, we could rule that as as you've gone so low, your sanity is affected to the point that you don't care anymore. That would give you a permanent mental dis a disability. I'm fine so with that. you could be bloodthirsty. For My example, character is currently in the state which says that I have to fight or run, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. Or gibber or freeze or yeah. generally rock about or well, be crazy. The only way my character sees of getting home is this body. I'm not arguing you're cutting it out. I'm saying that it's going to take a stability test to do it. But I don't see that that would further affect my stability. I'm doing something that would that is closer to getting me home. I appreciate that, but it is an abhorrent thing. 
And it's only a two. Or it's not. It's, what's it's an abhorrent thing? It's surgery. Uh, an abhorrent thing that will put me permanently... All right, it's a one for you. It's a no, two it doesn't for matter. Her. I'm at minus 11. It doesn't matter. Whatever you give to me right now is going to send me from player character into not player character. You can still make a roll. Oh, well, thanks. Did we say it was, it was stability? That's the minus... My, or insanity that you have to get minus 12 to be horrible. It's all minus 12. Minus 12 wow. is the point where it's bad. Okay. You minus just 12, I lose. Le Lens, there's an easy option. Just don't watch him do it. Well, I can't not watch him. I'm stood right there. Oh, yeah, you need to share the egg, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I permanently so, gaga at minus 12. So make me a roll. If you pass, you're not permanently gaga. If you do, you are. Oh, well, I'll remember this, Hal. Dude, it's a one-off. You're <laughs> never playing this character again. Yeah, but I'm trying to play my character as realistically as possible so that I give your game a fair chance, mister. What's the realism here? You passed. Oh, no, you didn't because you're at minus one. Oh. The fact that I don't believe that I would have a difficulty right at this very second of trying to attain the thing that would get me home. I understand that. Okay. I guess like maybe you're not it's just me. Either, so. it's like, okay, I can understand a person fully, fully in tip-top shape finding a surgery or something like that slightly disturbing. But I mean, even so, like I've I've seen things like, um, like butchering animals and stuff on a farm and stuff for food and participate in it. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that I, as Lindsay, could pretty easily do this if I needed to, and probably... It's, it, 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 let's shall, shall, shall we put it down to the fact that stability is a mechanic, and this is how it works? If you like. I'm fine with it working that way. I'm just not liking the idea of just people getting cut up causing any huge stability loss. Really? Especially the fact that some worm thing was flying around. I, I, I can understand if it was unexpected or an animal tearing good. someone apart, but a measured cutting into a body. Mm. I can understand because, because otherwise, all first-year medical students would be gibbering in low stability at the end of the day. I can of, understand um, doctors not having a problem with it, but gentrified women from the 1930s are not oh, well, going to be yeah. happy. So you deliberately made a character for me that couldn't survive then. That's a bit mean. I didn't make this character. Okay. Well, you allowed me to play a character that wouldn't survive. I, 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 think, I, th I think that's a little anti-feminist that women can't under... can't... But it's <laughs> also true. Hand, handle seeing a raw body the same It would have been the same if it was yarn instead of jam. It's a fairly standard trope of Cthulhu and it's I appreciate also... the Cthulhu... 1930s Victoriana women bullshit, but uh, if you give a character like mine athletics at 12, firearms at 10, health at 10, preparedness at 12, riding, sanity, stability, weapons, intimidation, outdoorsmen and reassurance, and I'm sorry, but I call bullshit on the fact that I'm going to lose sanity when he cuts something. Sorry. I... I am it's, the it's most... true. Honestly, she sounds like the part, type of person that probably goes out, hunts deer, cuts them up right there. I call bullshit on that. <laughs> all right, all right. You could it is the again. most capable character I've ever seen in a Fine. Thank you. Anyway. We... I don't care about losing them. I'm just I'm not going <laughs> to lose them in a bullshit way. 
Fine. So you cut it out, you come back, find my half a corpse. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, so yeah, cut, then cutting open the chest, trying to remove where I believe it is. It's very easy to see. It's where the runes are glowing in his chest. Yeah. You pull out the piece of stone from your dead, murdered father. If you get pissy because I made a good point that you couldn't dispute, and you get like this, I am going to kick your ass. I am not pissy here. Mm-hmm. Do not think it was an unreasonable call. Uh, well, three quarters of the room did. I think, uh, I think half the room did, one half. One quarter abstained from this discussion. And he's getting drunk quietly. <laughs> so, you have the piece of stone. Yes. Are you taking then. your dead, murdered father back with you? No. No, you're leaving your dead, murdered father on a mountain in Peru. I think we might be leaving the dead, murdered... He said I was the bad son. You are the bad son. Now. <laughs> you're the one that let him get murdered. Oh, fuck you, how? <laughs> Never Hal, thank you very much. Again. I think you'll Never. notice since that I have taken six um, loss there. I think my character is fully aware of all that. I'm and is going to spend quite a lot of time. Um, <laughs> you'll have flashbacks in your next surgery. I'm not being he's, he's... particularly mean. I'm just Oh, with bullshit, him. you sulking little child. I, 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 think I, I think I've role-played quite well the... Um, I think you did. I'm not sulking, I'm just... Lindsay, you seem to be taking it a lot more personally than Alan <laughs> if you want to talk sulk. Yes, because I can tell from looking at him the bullshit I'm going to get when this recorder is turned off. I can guarantee... Oh. I never, ever moan. Oh, you liar! <laughs> liar! All right, so... To, to, to be quite frank, I think you've done pretty well. Yes, I know. We're, I know. We're, we're certainly playing the, the not non the pulp way. To, to be honest, you actually did exactly what you were supposed to do. There is no way to get out of here without either killing him or letting him go. Or going through the next world. Let, letting him go? Is well, if you, well, no, it's not. Basically it's what happens not. is he teleports forward and leaves you here. Yeah. Uh, so... No, I mean that's it's pretty much yeah. We we had to orchestrate some way to reasonably kill him in a justifiable way. The manly men of the party wouldn't do anything, so that you know. Well, you can't really blame him. Or retiring, the trigger. The trigger. If I was conscience, I would have done it. Well, yeah, you would have done that. If I was conscience, you did try to get the gun. This is true. But you would have murdered him before we got here, so. Well, yeah. Uh... Yeah, well, we need we needed things character to stay alive. That would have solved all the yeah, problems. Yeah, because he would have just done it, and that would have been fine. Because yeah. he has no conscience. Yeah, if somebody had stolen my egg. It actually says in the in his description that he's immoral, doesn't it? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It? Yeah, he's like he's like a he doesn't mind if the antiquities are a little bit shady as long as he gets to play with them. So he's already pretty immoral. That's yep. awesome. So you teleport back to his house. Yes. Um. Various items come with you, including a number of corpses and pieces of furniture. I think we should leave the corpses where they are and pretend. But they're, they're considered items. You don't get to take. You don't get to choose what comes back. Okay. It, teleports, I, I it teleports living things and then stuff from around the environment. So you probably get like one or two of the bodies coming back with you. Yay! Along with a bunch of other things from around here. I'd rather we didn't have evidence of my 
murderous ability brought back with us, but... You've probably got the stone body that you dragged over, although it seems now that it may have been cored out. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> Am I and there? Maybe, and let's say uh, Mr. Wu. Okay. So... You dispose of the body and begin your nefarious life as criminals. <laughs> so, so, so was I still alive and conscious and unconscious? Yes, you were conscious. Okay. You were conscious enough to be transported back. Just slowly turning to stone. I, I, th- with, I think with... yeah, the, the the main worry is whether or not <laughs> me and the professor survive more than a week. Yeah, it's going to be pretty harsh, right? I mean, technically there is no cure because it's magical. I'd worry about whether I just come and stab you in your sleep, though, more than. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, because murdering Minnie over there. So, so the only just... person technically to survive this in the long term is the t- is the title of the book. Because mm-hmm. Lockhart and Thing's characters are both going to end up calcified. Whoa, 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 right. whoa. I know exactly what to do. Get it chopped off quick as can be. That's true, actually. Or amputated, one or yeah. the other. You're either losing a limb or you're turning to stone. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly where I was bit, so... Let's say you were bit on the arm or the leg, so it's actually possible. You didn't want to be that poor guy who got bit in the side. That's a pretty bad one. Oh, that seemed to accelerate it, too. Yeah, because it it then spreads out all directions as opposed to creeping up your leg. I was was getting a a heavy inkling as soon as we found the second body. Oh, we're going to kill Thomas ourselves, aren't we? Oh, is your chauffeur going to be happy when you stumble out of his house? There's actually a whole section on it, like, saying, don't let them welch out of it, and if they try to, like, do things to him, he's kind of immune to it. Well, I mean, no offense, if you had a party with both sons, yes, if you had a party with both sons, I think the party would be screwed. I don't know... I honestly would think that they would just let him go or, or go with him on the hopes that they well, could get out somewhere else as well, opposed that's also, to kill him. That's also a possibility. But either way, the adventure ends. Because you got to remember, it's only a one-shot. It, well, like it ends either with you stepping forward and essentially going insane as you traverse I, I know, the strange I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thinking having two family members like that, sons, uh-huh. in my opinion, would mean more likely than not there isn't going to be a murderer in The Murderer of Thomas Fell, the adventure. Possibly not. I mean, both well, of no, them... Like, I, I, now, I was kind of metagaming this and, and, and stuff because I kind of assumed the outcomes a little bit. But honestly, I could see other people just outright turning on the party and defending their father. And, and I mean, again, having two of them means that it can be pretty even odds, especially when there's an amoral professor thrown into the mix. Immoral professor. And, a woman. <laughs> and the well, that, that woman. I mean, I understand that point. I mean, the whole idea. I mean, you've got to remember it's a one-shot adventure, but the sons are specifically designed to be estranged from him, so it sets up a kind of interesting role-playing situation where they're kind of yes, it's my dad. They don't. Also, they don't outright also, say it. They, no, it I doesn't. Mean, I mean, like I. It says months, not year or something. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. you know, and, and I mean, in, in fairness, a month is not necessarily estranged. It's no, just... it's not. But I mean, I think the idea is you don't really give a toss about him. You're more wrapped up in your own life. So the idea is, you know, do you care? He's not going to come back with you. Do you care enough to kill him there, take what you need, and return home and leave him but that, dead on a mountain? That That's kind of the idea, is I think that... It's one thing to not care about him, 
but it's quite another to ask any child to murder exactly, their yeah. parents. Your but parents I think, and in, in an adventure with two of them, it's going to unbalance things quite a bit. I think it sets up an interesting... Yeah, but then if you also throw in the police detective, they're outnumbered three to two. No. I don't think necessarily... Well, why would three. the police detective be in favor of murder? Because he wants to get home. But you don't know right. for sure. The, I mean, honestly, quite convincing. I was thinking 50-50 that it's a secret. The other one will have you go back, too. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was a 50-50 chance that the other active pillar allows you to go back anyway. You never know. The idea was, I think, that he's, he wants to go forward. But now the, the whole implication it never really explains what the stones do, mm -hmm. other than the one he's broken it off will take you back home. Yeah. Oh, and the good. assumption is the other one will take you somewhere else, but now he's embedded with it, he can almost choose where he wants to go oh, between other stones. I don't have a problem with that. I'm just for an adventure called the murder of Tom Stone. I mean, again, I'm I'm getting at the point where I think it's very very likely. Mm -hmm to be convinced by him if he's played right and just go forward and not kill him at all. That is actually one of the options. You don't have to kill him. It's just one of those things. Then it becomes an irony that nobody murdered him. <laughs> the murderer was himself. There's lots of ways it could end. It's like in the... Where are we? Thomas Felt... Okay, potential endings other than killing him. Thomas Fell teleports without without them, leaving them stranded on the mountaintop to die. Uh, Thomas Fell teleports them all into the ruins of some vast and impossibly alien city, perhaps on an alien world. The characters all teleport away with Thomas Fell into a deferred climax, where their destination never revealed unless you choose to bring these characters back. Um, and then there's other stuff about aftermaths. The stones themselves become a subject about following up and taking the adventure forward. But essentially, you could teleport out. It's a valid ending. Well, I hope if you do a uh, longer uh, plane of this that it's uh, a little less deadly up front. Well, it's not designed to be a long adventure. It's designed to be played at a con or something to get the idea yeah. of the system. I think the system was reasonably robust. I, th I like the system. I mean, the only, uh, as we had the disagreement there... Is what, what constitutes threat what to constitu stability? What constitutes? I think it doesn't matter. I, think I, I was all good up until that last one. I think if you read the rules, anything you do that is considered not normal is considered a threat to stability. That is a problem in wording, though. Norm. But regardless of what you've just been through, it's irrelevant. Each individual case of abhorrent activity or crazy things that you see is a challenge to your stability. But then they, don't, they haven't made the game mechanics realistic. But again, there's the whole abhorrence thing. Yeah, but I mean, I, it's relative. I was giving you things like you were getting benefits from seeing corpses because it's your job. I get that. So, you know, that's fair. Yeah, but I you... mean, that's, that's fair. All we were I mean... arguing was that what comes before has an impact on how you deal with what comes I, after. I, 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 think, I think to a certain degree, though, I mean... There's a, a shock and surprise element, mm -hmm. which is fine discovering something. Yes. But when you're part of doing something yourself, that's well thought out of. And, I mean, you, you, you rationalize things as you do it. I, I think and that's... And unless it is a very... Like, I could understand if it was a non-medical person doing it that it would be a bit more... 
um, cut and slash and boring. I think the point being it, but for you it was destabilizing because it was your father. Well, I think we we're all. That's in that why cave they for don't like let doctors minutes, do so. autopsies on their family. Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I it's, think we we're all in that cave for about thirty minutes, so we're probably not going to get too much uh, time to process and. I mean, the whole Get idea of it, things. I mean, it's an interesting scenario, and it really is designed to showcase the system. The serpent thing is just there to kind of add an element of getting things moving, mm-hmm. and to also kind of sting the party, and, you know, if they start to slow down, you hop it out, you bite them, and it makes them have to move forward, because otherwise they'll turn to stone. Which they'll do anyways, because you can't cure the magic. Exactly, venom. unless you chop off the limb. Yeah. Which actually doesn't address because it's really just kind of a, a a machina to kind of get things moving. Well, chopping off a limb itself is a time bomb until you get to the hospital. Exactly. So I mean, but it says it's very slow. It takes week. It takes about a week to completely go if you're nipped on a limb. Yeah. And I mean, having the other guy turn to stone completely is a choice. Either of those two could have. Both of those guys could have been totally awake. They're just there to pass on information about the monster and also about what happened here. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. I think it was quite well done. Yeah. I think uh, just at the end, uh, there's, there's that moral it's... choice and how you choose to play the characters. And... Well, I, mean, I, I don't have a problem with the moral choice so much as, like I said, like, I don't think... I, I think it's a good moral choice for the average person or friend, mm-hmm. Right. but it turns into less of a choice than when you're a family member. Mm-hmm. I mean, it comes down to, I guess, do you want to get back or not? So, And as it says, going forward with him is actually an option. So you can actually say, actually, I'm not going to kill my dad. You can kill the rest of the party that want to go home and go on with him. I guess. <laughs> but I think it's, it is one of those things where we're, it's assumptions about this alien knowledge too, which yeah. has this... Problem with rationalizing the kind of um, idea. But. I think I understand, I understand what you're saying about there's a lot of stability things that come thick and fast, then technically you may get desensitized, but that's not how the mechanic works. But it is a valid point. You know, you just killed someone, do you care if you chop them up? Well, you, should, mean, you should care, and at some point it should have an effect on you. So it may actually push you over the edge. Yeah, but not right then. Well, maybe not right then, but eventually. It, it's it's a tricky thing to have. It's. I, I I'd like to think. I mean, there's a similar mechanic in the Inspectors game. Mm-hmm. It's 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 more. Um, it's it's called stress, so it's a bit more. Universal, and they give some other examples too. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think one thing you know, gotta be careful though is just to have that feeling of desensitization. I think it is good to once there is a big one to kind of give just a little pause because yeah, as I soon as you have that. a big one, it, I I think like yeah, when you're talking a minus six ability, mm-hmm. whatever you're doing in the immediate surrounding is probably not going to affect that. That minus six is what's on that person's mind, right? Well, that's fair. I mean, the problem with this is it's a one-shot, so you're going to get it all thick and fast. Yeah. In a proper well, I mean, campaign, I, it will like be a said, lot more metered and a lot more... It'll be steadier encounters. 
it's and you'll have time to recuperate. Fast. It's just the small stuff immediately after the big stuff is kind of a... Yeah, you're right. It's a minor thing. And, I mean, at the, at the same time, it, uh, it's one of those things where, I mean, there's the whole blackout concept, which I think I needs to come into that as well. It's like when you have that minus six thing, yes. you're mm-hmm. having the little blackouts of anything else slightly around it too, possibly. Mm-hmm. That's probably true. I mean, you could easily house rule it, but if you take a big hit, you could probably get a certain amount of time where you're gribbly mental, but smaller things don't seem I mean, to phase you. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like a ones or twos. But I mean, like, well, I, I mean, think it's understandable if there's other big fours and stuff that they still affect you. I mean, Lindsay could have said, you know, she took a six, and then she could have said, okay, I, I just sit there and stare into space, and then you could have picked up a knife and hacked this thing out. It wouldn't have affected her at all, but she's really not seeing it. But that's not how right. No, it's not, but... You know you I know. don't care what happens. We're just debating rules. I but think the only reason to... is because I know we do have considering running this in a more regular basis, and I do like the system. I, I think I think the system worked. I actually liked it better than Call of Cthulhu. There's a lot more kind. It's a lot more about the story and a lot less about the how many percentages in which specific skills you have. I don't like losing things for what I perceive to be inconsistent reasons. I understand what you're saying. I don't, I mean, you can kill a character of mine for, well, apart from lockout. You're not allowed to kill my characters. Like, I don't care. I'm quite happy to go back shit and say, and I can play that just fine. But at the same time, I won't sit and allow you to do that if I don't think it's fair, and that wasn't fair. It's fine. Sorry. I understand, I understand your point. I mean, you just killed a guy. Who cares if you chop him up? Yeah. Who cares if his son, who is a doctor, chops him up to get to the thing that we both need to get home? I understand that, but that's rationalizing. That's 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 still you. The, but, I mean, within the system, way. within the system, what you're doing is rationalizing the act that causes the loss of st- loss of stability. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I see it like that. I you, I no. saw myself as needing you're, to go. Home. You're arguing against an abstraction. It's just a mechanic that attempts its level best to kind of be simple enough to use while also attempting to kind of... This is what house rules and... Exactly, and this kind of situation is... education is for. I think that's fair. I think it's fair to say that if you do a big loss of something, you could kind of wrap up that experience in the continued act of mutilating the corpse. And we've also had our world kind of view shaken by... Oh, there's magic stones that teleport us, and snakes that continue to stone and meld through stone and do all this other stuff. So it's where can't pr- quite pull full. I, in the real world, I would do X because none of us are in those situations. True. I think the whole point of it, obviously, you're referring back to the original kind of literature, which has specific kind of touch points. Yeah, and I mean, the, the degeneration of sanity is very much one of those. So, I know if, this stuff happens to me in real life because I'm pretty sure I could do most of that stuff. You could. I mean, the point is you're not playing. <laughs> you're not playing yourself. You're playing a character in Lovecraft. You're meant to go insane. Yeah. I I must be really like heartless in real life because I'm pretty sure I could do quite a lot of. That I think stuff. I think a lot of people in the 1930s would probably read it and go, "People don't do that." It's not yeah. the point. The point is you're playing a You're playing. It's like playing fantasy. You're not a wizard, really. I you know. I, how? 
I know you understand. I do understand the concept of role-playing. I'm just pointing out that you should probably not be anywhere near me if anything like this happens. Uh, I think the reason why I'm going to cut the stone out of my chest there. Oh boy, I'll cut your chest open even if I don't think there's one in there. I, th I think the reason is it all boils down to that old um, difficult to adjudicate thing of players wanting to have some more control over how their characters react. You're especially right. when it can... Um, feel how you would react in real life to situations regardless mm -hmm. of mechanics. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're right. I think since I think mechanics like this can kind of railroad a little. And I think that's essentially the nature of it, especially with the insanity and stability mechanics. Because Which, the whole I idea mean, is you're supposed to be losing control. It's, Which I took very well for the other, like, 24 points I lost. You did lose quite a lot of sanity, actually. You rolled badly on those checks. It was that yeah. one point that I refused to lose for a stupid reason. I actually it's really one of those things where the more unrealistic it is, a player can argue. Like, a, a being teleported. Yeah, sure, shocking. I can't argue. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the whole idea of, I like the idea of spending points, I think that's a great one. I think the oh, mechanic no, is really that. nice. Well, I mean, it's a tricky thing. Because at the same time, I had quite a, like, I had medicine for, mm -hmm. never had to spend it. Right. Yeah. So it's it kind of... It, it well, kind medicine, of gets... Medicine's an investigative skill, right? Yes. And there was no need for a spend on medicine. Yeah. Because there was nothing to investigate that was replied to medicine. It's, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it almost seems like... Mechanic-wise, you you don't bunch up in a thing unless you're sure it's going to get used a whole lot. I guess it's also themic for your character as well. You wouldn't have a doctor with it's, medicine of one. It's true. You could, but you'd be a well, terrible doctor. Well, but I mean, it's, it's just a simple fact that doctors are the ones that get access to medicine. But actually, even having a medicine of one, all it means you're still as good a doctor as every other doctor. It just means you don't make those mental leaps as often, because all you do is spending those points to get the extra benefit. Exactly. So, so that's you're, ju you're just you're, you're an okay doctor. You're just not a very insightful or potentially tangentially thinking one. Yeah. So my character's best it's, skill. It's is not theme. a system I would want to homebrew for. Because it seems like you would have to write too many individual little clues in each room. It's and, actually, and, and opportunities to spend points for. I think, but I I think it's for written adventures being good. I don't think it's necessarily... I mean, the, the whole idea of it is kind of interesting. It can. I think I could probably freeform it pretty well. The whole idea of the extra stuff that you get with spends is... You get kind of extra clues that kind of short, shortcut the, the story or they, they make you look kind of cool, or they're kind of flavorful to the to the actual story hmm. itself. I think it's giving up that kind of, you know, I've got this what? many hit points and I'm going to survive, and the whole idea is, rather than that, the focus is on telling a good story. You know how many people you just offended with that? No, I'm, I'm not going to disagree, but mechanic-wise, it's not really that, because... No? Well, I mean, no, it's like, for example, um, it would be possible for us to have not have any anthropology. Mm -hmm. I mean, and in which case we would miss a few clues here and there and stuff. But the, if you actually... Does, so actually there's, there's a certain point where, I mean, it has to be written where you have multiple skills and different clues that all lead to the same goal, which is quite a lot of writing for a homebrew thing. The actual thing is there's, there's some crossover and common skills that, that a lot of the character classes have. 
And if you read it, it recommends when you're writing that these are the skills to use for the core clues. And there are things in the adventure that say core clue, and often they don't require anything at all. They're just something that you notice. You didn't have to find that secret room. If you hadn't spent, it wouldn't have changed the story. Okay. But by doing it, you then were able to recognize the guys that you found and understand what was going on a little better. Hmm. Well, as thrilling as this is, I'm going to have to call it a night, I think. <laughs> All right. I, I haven't stopped the recorder yet, so say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.